whether it's working out fine or running a hustle my mind, mind. Most of my time I'm out here putting in work For all of my days that are running this earth I'm make it count for what it's worth You never know about this life and the type of pain that it can bring That's why you gotta get up for your things It ain't no dreaming, it ain't no gaming So serious, don't get no way down, stop I ain't tired of the devil's workshop, shop, shop See, I do it, I did it, and y'all know that I'm with it. I give anything for passing and to take it back. A hustle, no problem with crack. But time, time, a little bit harder. Hold up, I think of stories and Lord, I see it was hard for me. Mama, my mother trapped in the border. My sister was damn fast. Handle was right behind Cassie, that's my little sister. My father loves you like the only child. Funny, he ain't never seen my smell. with another session of Shed So Many Tears. This is session number 12, and today we'll be talking about that motivation, not motivation, motivation. <laughs> you don't want to be stuck in the fucking couch all fucking stoned the fuck out. Nah, nah. Some people can, some people can fucking function with that, but uh, a lot of us, you know, a lot of us don't fucking, like, we're just, we just, like, melt into the, into the couch, but, uh, Anyway, so the psychology of motivation. How do we keep going with our motivation? How do we keep inspired throughout the day on the daily? Like, you know, like I said, like I mentioned on the, uh, on the post about this uh, session, like we all have that 24 hours, uh, uh, you know, we all have 24 hours of the day. But how come some people can, how come some people can actually like get more done in those 24 hours more than others? What consists of that person that's so motivated in going, you know, go just keep on going with their thing, you know what I mean? Um, now, for myself, there's a lot of things that I got on my plate, and we choose, I, I'm talking about experience, like, I choose to, you know, put more emphasis on certain things that, to me, 
I put more as um, priority, you know, which is my kids and stuff. You know, if, if, if they're not good, then I ain't doing nothing else. You know what I mean? Like, I, I stop everything. If something's fucking up, I stop everything just to make sure and prioritize that they they good. You know what I mean? If something's going up, you know what I mean? Like, I got to make sure that's good. And once once I, you know, once I see that, you know, they're good and everything's smooth or whatever on that end, then I put my focus on other things. And that's where I fuck up sometimes that I, I, besides my kids and family and all that, when I prioritize certain things, I go based on how I'm feeling to, and what, what, which ones of those endeavors inspires me the most at the moment. But see, that's not the wisest thing to do because that's just doing things on emotion. But, you know, and that's why I like having these conversations because I get to hear how other people do it. How other people like, you know, you know, put their minds into, into like prioritize, like not even prioritize, but like just, just, uh, labeling as what they should do first people that have a bunch of shit going on for them like what's what's the most important thing and how do they stay uh, uh how are they able to, to keep on going with that certain thing even though it gets to a point where you either can get writer's block or um any type of block because of your you know people get bored after a while not bored but like uninterested in the in, in the what's it called uh, whatever they're doing you know like I want to say things on, on my end as what, what I do but people have different things that they like doing and shit but like as for me like when it comes to writing music and, and like you know writing I get a lot of blocks like a lot and then I kind of put it to the side I don't want to keep going with certain things so I put it you know what I mean what's up bro I'm gonna jump on yeah man yeah, man, of course, man, uh, you know, but, um, you know, like, I just want to talk about, like, first of all, like, how do we keep going? Like, you know, there's so many things that, that come, you know, come into play. There's so many things that get it gets in our way. And, you know, some people just give everything up altogether when it gets too rough. You know what I mean? Yep. Some people are just like, fuck that. Like, this is too stressful. I'd rather just have that boring come home with my, with my, kids wife whatever and just kick up my fucking feet and just drink a few and just go to sleep and repeat you know what i mean people don't like to take risks and and it just that's when you get into more depression because you feel like you can do more in life but you, when it gets too hectic it, it, you know you just you just call it quits yep and i and i've done i personally have done that before like I, I i it gets too hectic so i just i completely get off of social media and like fuck that you know what i mean but that's not that's not the best thing that's not the best approach bro uh, yeah i mean i think uh you were talking about having kids that's definitely one thing to motivate you once you have kids mm-hmm. living for some it's more external motivation than internal i would say mm-hmm. you know they're obviously you know, your kids are not you, so you have a reason to to do stuff, right? You're driven for your kids. I remember when I was about 27 to about 30 years old, I lost a lot of motivation and things. That's when I stopped doing music. It was those three years where I just didn't do any music. I wasn't doing anything creatively. So I felt like a bit of a depression, you know? I felt like, what am I doing with my life? You know, I was just working. I wasn't doing anything creative. And then when I had my kid, 
that's creative. You need to create a kid, right? That's part of creativity, right? You use creativity to create a kid. So, <laughs> um, um, so when I had my child, you know, I mean, it, it uh, gave me more motivation to, to want to do better in life, right? Before that, it was, uh, you know, school when I was going to school, you know? Uh, before that, it was graduating school, right? That was my motivation to prove people in the hood wrong that I was going to make it. I remember when I started going to school, college specifically, when I announced that I was going to college, a lot of people were like, you're going to college? You know, like they didn't believe me back in the day. You know, I didn't look the same. I look, I look the way I now, but they couldn't believe that I was going to school. So I always had external motivation. Uh, internal, however, is hard to get, I would say, because most of us are motivated by outside factors. So I would say that, that uh, if you don't have external, if you don't have internal motivation, then you better have external motivations. So you better have goals. You better have motives on how to move because if you don't then you fall into depression you fall into especially for men i would say you need purpose you know uh we're driven by doing things by creating things so i would say that uh that uh for me definitely external motivation has been a factor in my life to to do stuff right now is this the podcast you know doing these lives yeah you know what i mean uh but uh it's even better when folks tell me, hey, uh, you're not going to be able to do this. Uh, to me, yeah. That's the best motivation. When people doubt you, when people say, hey, uh, you know. See, but I think it has to build up to that, bro. Because if, if you're like, you know, you haven't been exposed to like people that are just straight up fucked up like that. And uh, they don't tell you in a way that is like, well, look, you're doing this and this in a way that could be improved. You know, better criticism. When people are just straight blunt and say like, bro, you ain't going to do shit. Just give it up. You know, yeah. if you don't have rough skin to that point, you're going to break down. Absolutely. And a lot of us do, bro. Absolutely. And I think you have to build up to something like that. You have to be exposed to people like that to be able to, you know, take it in and be like, well, fuck it. That's, that's their opinion. Yep. You know what I mean? And it hurts as a kid too. You, if you have a good foundation as a child and your parents, and, and I'm going to say this again, as a man, your father is putting that confidence in you, instilling confidence in you as a child, then it becomes easier. Because I had that with my dad. I said it many times, you know, in lives and episodes, that he was always letting us know, hey, you know what? You can do whatever you want. And I mean that. It don't matter. Mm. And even as a three, four-year-old, my dad would let me know, hey, you know what? You were born in this country. You belong here. You're an American citizen, but don't forget you're also Mexican. Little things like that you know, made me realize as a young kid that I had purpose, you know? So if you don't do that to your kids, if, if, they, if they don't believe you, right? If they, if they believe they're worthless from you, then it's hard to build that confidence up as an adult. Because as an adult, you replay that voice in your head from your parents, either it's a good one or a bad one, you know? And it's harder to, to build it as an adult than as a kid. So every every day, you know, with my kid, I always let her know, hey, you're the best, you know, uh, you're number one, little things like that, you know, like, and she repeats it over and over. Yeah. With me, you know, she lets me know that, you know, she, she, she uh, reflects that on me. It's like, dad, you're the best. Yeah. You know, just speaking positively, because if you, if you don't do that with children, like I said, 
it's harder for them as adults to build confidence and to have motivation. That's why we have a lot of kids today that don't have any motivation. You know? See, and uh, what's up, Mike, on the, on the chats? Uh, he mentioned rely on discipline. But you know what? Discipline is under the umbrella of motivation. Yeah. You have to, yeah, you have to develop that discipline in order to, to be able to, you know, utilize that motivation. Because if you don't have discipline to put anything to work, the motivation that people kick to you, you know, motivation that you watch on, on, on YouTube or whatever, all that ain't going to do shit if you don't have the, the discipline to put that to work. You know what I mean? And, and, and that's, that has a lot to do. Yeah, discipline is good because it puts you in the spot where you're in control of, of, your, of your life and not letting outside uh, factors, you know, make up what you should do in life. Because if you're not in control of your own life and, you know, you, you have that job and then you end up with kids and, you know, life takes over like just life in general takes over what your life should consist of. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. And, and it's sad, bro, that some people get to a certain age where, you know, they, they never were in control of their shit. You know what I mean? And then they end up in a, in a fucked up ass job. What's up, carnal? Yo, they end up Estamos. in a fuck. Bien, bro, bien, bro. Talking about that motive, talking about that motivation, bro. Yeah. And you know, like some people end up in a fucked up job and like, unhappy and just uh you know what i mean because they let the world tell them who they are you know and and what they should do and and how to go about to do what they want to do in life you know what i mean well one of the things is emotional support bro if you don't have emotional support Mm. your parents you're going to be always and you need some sort of cultural healing you know and and like he's saying he's telling his child you're the best I love you. Here's a hug. Mm-hmm. He's building up that person's emotional health, mm-hmm. their mental health, their courage, their mind. Other parents don't get that. They're like, la chingada, cabrón. No estás chingando, pendejo. Yep. You know, that's all we ever gotten. That's what I would get in my family. Estás pendejo. Estás feo. Estás, you know, you're fucking this, you're that. You're always less than. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Feel that, man. So for I'm sure, gonna show you guys sure, real quick. I'm at. I just want to show you guys real quick. This is a fiesta out here in the Central Valley for the crops of the apricot. Today's the first day, so they have like a little night, uh, a night uh, uh, event where people go and uh, uh, eat food and uh, you know just listen to music and stuff, but. Uh, that museum right there looks like a little mission. That uh, that mission right there has the uh, the stuff for the uh, the indigenous and the Mexican people. And there's the city hall right there. So, holistic healing, emotional support, all families need it. And when you don't have it, you turn to drugs and gangs to get it. Yep. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So. Hey, I, I gotta salute you for what you're doing with your kids, bro. Telling them all that stuff. We some of us didn't have that growing up. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yep. Sure, sure. Two generations, you know. My dad did, did it to me. I'm doing it to my kid. He didn't have it yeah. though. You know, he told me his dad was always telling him what you talked about. He was always telling him that uh, yeah, that he wasn't worth anything. You know, so he broke that. What takes somebody to break it? You know, so. Mm-hmm. 
you got to do it, man. And, and people believe that, bro. That's the thing is that people people start to believe all that negative connotation. They're like, okay, it must be true. Because yep. my parents who love me are telling me this. You know what I mean? Yep. So a, a lot of people fall and drink the Kool-Aid of that, bro. You know what I mean? Right. So I, I think I think I think the main thing and stuff when it comes to stuff like that is that uh, you know it's important to to get uh, good good support and when you don't have it you're gonna falter into drugs and alcohol and gangs and stuff you know because you don't have that good right. support, bro. So I think you know all that stuff is is, is very important. You know what I mean? Yep. Right. So you know so. Yeah, Continue supporting your kids. I don't have kids, but I want the reason I don't have kids is because I haven't found the right person, and I didn't yeah. want to put them through what my parents put me through. Right, that's you know their their generational five hundred years of trauma and right. their negative uh, uh, ways of uh, you know to them it was just the Bible and 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 work. That was it. That was all we got, and it didn't work with me. You know what I mean, yeah. Right. yeah. So, so on the, like on the daily though, like on the daily, like when you're, when you guys are feeling down and like right. don't want to do shit and things like that, what is your go-to thing to do to like be more on, on the level, like balanced out, you know what I mean? Emotionally and able to deal with shit. So let's hear from Lou. My key motivators are the things people told me I wasn't going to be that didn't turn out to be true. And you know, a lot of people live into the lies that people speak into their ear. I refuse to listen to them because I was rebellious by nature. Right? Mm -hmm. Right. Uh, that's part of it. But, but also a big part of it is when I learned to be my biggest motivator by myself when I had nobody and I seen that it was working you know, it, it really grew some tough skin on me because sometimes you're going to be your only fan. And uh, there, are, there are times where your own family won't accept you for, for the dreams and the aspirations you have. And it hurts, you know, but really family just comes down to who's really with you. It's, it's, not, a, it's not a blood linkage. R really... Your family members by blood are just a bunch of strangers you live with that just so happen to have, you know, have you in the factor, you know. So uh, I, I, I have family that ain't even blood related to me. That's closer okay. to me. You just have to get it where you fit it. Find that support. There are like-minded people. There are like-minded individuals. Yeah. We got four of them right here. You see? Yep. And I like and I support every single one of you. I, I, I think every one of you is special. And I don't say that about everybody because I don't think everybody is special. Right. <laughs> but um, by the things that you guys say and your perspectives and, and the way you look at life is, is very interesting. And not all of you think yeah. the same. And that, that's also what I think is very interesting is that you guys can agree to disagree yeah. on a lot of things. But the See, that's a part of being like, you know, you know, uh, a mature person, you know what I mean? To be able to like let go of things that, you know, may, may or may not, you know, hit you in the spot where 
it hits your emotional, you know, spot. Right. But that's what we got to do, you know what I mean? And and you don't just, you know, become, I mean, you don't just like, you don't start off like that. You become that. You right. become that by being a receptive person, being open-minded and being able to look at both both sides, you know what I mean? All the time. Right. Right. And you see, when, when a person I feel is smarter or wiser than me, I really gravitate towards that person. In, in a way, you know, submit my uh, my time to them. I kind of want to garnish what they have. And uh, I'm big on the concept of like an apprentice or a student or, or someone that yeah. you're under your wing. Yeah. Uh, you know, people in the in the classical schools of thought, they did that, like Aristotle mm -hmm. or Da Vinci, right? Yep. So you don't really see that that often, but you see with the like the truly intellectual individuals, like they they have what they consider a mentor. And, and you know, thankfully, I have several people that have decided to take me under the wing. I'm still young. You feel me? But you, there are people yeah. also younger than me, like in their early teens, that, you know, I take them under my wing as well. And uh, even some of my peers that are my age, you know, a lot of them have not matured the way I have or not had the chance mm -hmm. to or had people see that, you know, that gift in them that I see. So I give them what I can as well. And about building up leaders and about building up influencers, you, you got to kind of give up a part of yourself because you see that potential in that person. You know, so that's how I see things and that's that's how I was taught. And uh, it took a lot for me to get this way. What's up? What's up, man? Now, when we talk about motivation, we got to bring up all the motivating, uh, motivational speakers and keynote speakers and, uh, you know, all those self-help books and all that. I've read a ton of shit and pretty much all of them stem back to the same shit, which is you have to be some kind of, have some kind of discipline. Yes. Right? And because no matter what, who tells you what, at the end of the day, is you living in you. Like, you're living with yourself all fucking day. So you have to take some accountability and be able right. to, like, keep in your mind what are your goals. Like, everyone, I believe everyone should have short-term goals and long-term goals. You know, short-term, right. like, five years and long-term, like, fucking 15, 20 years. And always revise and always be revising and maybe even tweaking it a bit. Adapt. Uh, depending, adapting, there we go. Mm -hmm. And, but, but nonetheless... You should be always revisiting those goals right. and always have it in your mind. That way, when times get rough, you have something to look forward to based on what the goal is. And and I was told, like, I would never, um, I used to never, like, celebrate the small victories. Mm -hmm. But small victories get you, it gets you pumped Yes. for that big victory. You know what I mean? It gets you going when there's nothing else that may be keeping you going you know what i mean mm -hmm. small victories do uh, I, I mean it sounds corny as fuck but it does wonders man it definitely does and you right. gotta, so if you gotta you gotta pump yourself up sometimes because some folks you know are too humble especially our people we could be too humble sometimes and don't want to celebrate because 
we don't want to come off as showing off. You know, for right. I was talking to Lou yesterday about, you know, uh with sports wagering. And I've been doing mm -hmm. that for years now. And I remember, you know, I, we made some money. And, and I was quick to, to show that, not to, to show off, but to let people know. Because I've always, I've always talked about financial literacy and financial independence. Mm -hmm. started, you know, and that's my my way of doing it, you know. Right. And, and uh, it's good to show that because there's folks who might be interested in that who have no idea how to do it. And like I told Lou, I was like, once they legalize it in California, it's on a pop for me. You know right. what I mean? I'm, I'm going to go all in on that shit because there's money to be made and I got to make it. You know? And, you and I want to make everybody around me is, is up, to, up to speed or up to game with that if you want to learn it. I'm going to teach them. Right. You see, and that's why I also respect Flo because he's willing to, you know, volunteer that information to me and not withhold it from me because he also wants to see me succeed. Yep. Right. Exactly. You see, yep. us yeah. getting out of a hole is a team effort. We all gotta push each other. You see, it's not if if we keep looking at ourselves like a competition, it, none of us are gonna make it because we're all in the hole. And that's why the people in our community uh, never really succeed, even though they have a shit ton of potential. We're competitive amongst ourselves. Yep. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Even within my own family, bro. You see what I mean? It's like toxic little shit. I, I honestly want to see people succeed. And I want to see people win. I want to see people graduate from college. Even my enemies. Because if it, if, if, if one of us wins, we're, we're all going to the top. But um, people don't see it that way. I want to no, on that talk that I was mentioning too. earlier about the like you know self-improvement books and uh and like motivational speakers and stuff does do does do those things have those things helped you guys any in your path of becoming who you are now there's only one book that i read it's called the mastery of love by uh miguel ruiz it was a very easy read uh he's the same author as uh the four agreements i don't know if you read that book or not same right. guy, but very, very simple read, very, you know, straight to the point. And what I took from that was self-love. I know people talk about self-love all the time, they talk about it, you know, like it's nothing, but he really broke it down to a level where uh, when you're about three to four years old, you developing what they call emotional poison, right? Wounds that will give you, like he was talking about, people start saying shit to you. And then you internalize that. Right. And anything comes personal, right? So, basically, what the guy tries to say in that book, right? One, love fearlessly, no matter how, how I treat you, right? That doesn't mean you stay in a relationship, keep people around if they're toxic to you, but don't let other people that how you move, how you love, right? And I understood that, like, the people around me that I was attracting had that same mindset, which was incredible because before that, again, I had that victim mindset, the world doesn't like me, you know, the system's not made up for me, you know what I mean? All that shit. When I read that book, I'm telling you, man, I'm not even kidding you, like, 
individuals, you know, around me were, were, uh, had the same similar mindset. And I found myself smiling for the first time in years. And I didn't do that because I had that mean mug. You know, I didn't want people to see me as weak, you know, stupid shit like that, right? As a man, right? I was about 23, 24, around lose age, I think, when I had that epiphany, you know? And it just changed my whole life, bro. So that book in particular, I would say yes. Uh, I haven't really read other self, self-help books, but, you know, love fearlessly is the thing that I took from the book. And a lot of people are afraid to do that, right? They're scared to love fearlessly because of a, they're afraid of rejection. Right. Mm. Around, it's not just with women, you know? It's like with anything. You don't take Talk risks because you're afraid mm-hmm. of being rejected right. with a job, mm-hmm. with, a, you know, even, even if we go down the street and have a conversation with somebody about the podcast. I know, and this is one thing that I noticed about Brown when I first met Brown, and we were, we were out, you know, promoting the podcast. The guy is fearless with, with networking. Right. Go up to people and just talk to them. And I was Especially how he reached out to me, man. Like, that stood out to me. You were, you were the realest one who, who really reached out to me. You really want to reach solutions. Exactly. That's something. I, I really do, bro. Yeah. That's the thing. Cause it's because, bro, like, you get tired of, like, you get tired of, like, the same old shit, bro. You get tired of the mm-hmm. same old shit with the same people talking about mm-hmm. the same problems, but not, not talking solutions. You know what I mean? <laughs> and, and 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 it gets redundant like over and over. What's up, man? What up? What up? What up? And uh, hey, man. and, and up, when man? when you see like-minded people, bro, you naturally wanna like, you know, pick their brains. You know what I mean? Right. You wanna like talk about it, talk about certain issues and and things that we that I know we can relate about. Right. And I know that you that you've experienced the same type of redundancy of like people talking about unity and all this and that yeah you know so it gets tiring bro it gets tiring and you really you get you really get to a point where you want to reach a, a, a some kind of a solution for it you know what i mean like i'm gonna give you for instance like i told you my family's been a part of civil rights movement since the 60s with the you know the black panthers and the the farmers union with cesar chavez and uh i'm tired of talking about the same fucking issues <laughs> Like over fifty years later, that's the stupidest shit ever. Yep. <laughs> what a waste of time! Like yep. honestly, I don't want to talk about this the same shit no more. We should have been past this. Mm. But the fact is that we're such a a, a fucking ignorant ass people that we can't unify over one thing. It is so ridiculous, and I I honestly have to call out everybody's shit. And I'm on the younger side, bro, and I'm really asking like our quote-unquote leaders, like, where the fuck are you? What are you doing? Why do you not give a fuck? And, like, why do you go about your day like none of this shit matters? Like, mm-hmm. I'm honestly frustrated, and you've seen my frustration. It was genuine. And when I, when I did my raw, you know, reactions to this mass shooting, I was at a breaking point. Like, mentally, you could tell. Like, I, I was pissed off. I was done with it. You could tell by the tone of my voice, I was dead-ass serious. And I meant every word I said. I don't regret nothing that I said. Not one thing. A lot of people reacted, but a lot of people proved me right. The only people that really hit me up was Brown and, like, three other fucking people. Behind the hundreds of people that watched the video. 
So they knew they agreed with me. They they heard what I said, but they didn't want to respond or act. It was really a call to action. And it, and it really proved me right. Brown, you are really one of the few individuals I could tell like who you are on that microphone is the same person that walks out to the street every single fucking day. Mm. I respect you. Mm. Every single person on the bottom Appreciate too, Mega Man and Flo, I could tell that just by listening to you guys. Thank you. What I really you, what uh, you is what you get. Yeah, I, I really appreciate what you said. You know, like I I always have the relationships with all you three and I'll do whatever I can do. And uh, you know what you promote and what you post, you should own up to it when you're not doing podcasts and you're in the streets. When you know you will be challenged by other podcasters, you will be challenged by people off the streets and stuff. Did you mean what you say and this whatever? So. You know, people are going to challenge your character to see if you're real or not. And, you know, I mean, when um, when I went to this the meeting with American Cholo, you know, a lot of right. people were thought like, oh, I thought Mega Man was going to be a stuck up guy. This guy was, in he was introducing himself to each and every one of those people to, hey, my name is so-and-so. Hey, my name is the Mega Man's podcast. Hey, I'm, I follow you. This is who I am and all that. And the thing is, I think I was the only person who was, doing that to every person on there. I mean, right. meeting and people are like, I've never seen that before. It's like, well, yeah, because that I have to represent because I don't want to be like, well, I didn't have time to talk to this person and oh yeah, he Mega Man didn't talk to me. I want to talk to everyone and, and get to know them, what their stories and what cities, where they're from and, and what do they bring to this table of, of starting this whole unity thing of, of Gil put on. Right. Okay. And you know, I never got that impression of you, really. You know what? I got a lot of shit from that, that in that meeting. You know why? Hmm. You know, like, I, you know, I remember when Gil told me, like, Mega Man, you brought a, like, a notepad? He said, yeah, I'm writing all the stuff of what you guys want to talk about. And right. Gil was like, that's right. That's what I'm talking about. But a lot of people, you could hear whispers. What is Mega Man bringing to notepad? What is he going to get from this? You know, how come he just doesn't uh, memorize all that stuff? I'm writing all my notes down. If it's to me to be a better person, a better podcaster, to better our community, to better our people, then I'm going to push forward. And that's what I'm going to do because I take this thing very seriously. Yeah, I could tell you do. And I appreciate you for that. And that shit that you told me is everything that I'm talking about. That's the ignorant, stupid shit that I'm really getting. You see, these people are my elders, man. Mm -hmm. I shouldn't have to fucking lecture them (laughs) on how they should act. When I'm when I'm the fucking youngster, that's yeah, that, bro. we have we have adults acting like kids. We have kids acting like adults. I'm getting tired of this shit. You can't be in your 40s and your 50s and not know how to get along with other fucking adults, bro. That's <laughs> that's, that's the stupidest shit I ever heard. I, I'm sorry if, I, if I'm getting into a rant. It's good. Or like, no, why, I'm bro. saying though that that's the type of shit you gotta learn in fucking grade school, bro. <laughs> yeah, dude. Yeah, I I work you know with. I mean? I, I don't like every single day, but we have a, a common goal of what we're trying to do, and I'm going to look past that. I don't have to like you personally for me to appreciate you, your aspirations or, or what you're trying to do or, or or put food on the table, this or that. But honestly, we're at a point in our culture as a community where our kids are dying and uh, in the streets and in mass shootings – uh, we, we are not recognized for our struggles and we won't even unite off of that for fucking ego and politics. 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. You, you know what though when we talk about and this is a perfect uh you know way to get in through through what we're talking about with the uh topic of motivation like what are the motivating key factors into having people interested in bringing change like people like i don't know if you notice this but people when there's a big event happening to our people like everyone wants to fucking be on the forefront about it you know what right. i mean Mm-hmm. And everyone wants to be, oh yeah, I got the answer, I got the answer, and then they fucking fight, you know, amongst themselves, like, yo, yo, I, I can do this, I can do that, you know what I mean? But why isn't isn't that same same force being held even before that event and after the whole shit dies down? Why is it only when something big happens? When they were attacking the paleteros, everyone was fucking on that shit. You know what I mean? Talking about this, let's come up with this answer and this answer. But once it stops being interesting in the masses, like for the masses, you know, it dies off and everyone's back to their fucking regular life and, and forgetting about all that bullshit. You know what I mean? So it's like, what what should go into this whole idea of change in order to stay motivated you know, year round to make right. real changes. Like I'll, what I'll are the key you, factors to that? I'll tell you what it is. The thing is, is if you don't fan the flames, the flames die out. Right. Mm-hmm. If you don't cater to that frustration and that rage and that, that, that genuine emotions for change and no one's doing, no one's responding to you. No one's agree, com, be, mm-hmm. uh, coming into agreement for that. Right. Then, then they're like, "All right, well, shit. I guess I might as well not say nothing because if mm. I'm, if I care, nobody else cares around me. Yeah. Why, why put in the effort, right? Yep. Yeah, I'm, like, the, like, I'm the type of motherfucker who's gonna say, it regardless if you agree with me or not, I don't, I don't care. I don't need a yes man. I'll, I'll, yeah. I'll put it to you straight, whether you like it or not. Go ahead, make a man. My bad. No, I was gonna say, like, I, I'm just gonna keep on preaching it till people get tired of it. Right. There's a lot of people, like my mom, when I talk to my mom about a lot of these uh, subjects or stuffs going on, because my mom's not into social media, my mom gets kind of more shell shocked, but more like I never knew all this stuff. It's like, well, these are the things that social media or the news is not gonna tell you on certain things. You know, I mean, when people, this is pretty sad for me to say this, but when we see a lot of these trends, how long was it when everyone was so, you know, everyone's all talking about what happened to Vanessa again, and that thing died off two months after. Mm-hmm. Right. That to me, that hurts my heart because you're just going to just put it, throw it under the rug. You got to keep it on. But people still supported this George Floyd shit, which I don't agree with all that crap. How about we take that person out and let's focus on Vanessa again instead. Right. Well, I'll tell you why, you know, that that movement kept going is because you've seen corporate America back it up, too. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Oh, yeah. And here's the thing, right? Really think about this. Who's really working at the bottom level of all these corporations in the United States? Who's building America right now? Think about it. Mm -hmm. It's us, right? Yep. Okay, if we get smart... And we're like, fuck this. I'm getting tired of this. I'm getting tired of us being controlled. What's going to happen? The, their, their foundations crumble. 
and they mm-hmm. realize this. This is why they're not going to financially back us up and uh, through through television or whatnot because there, there's a reason. There, there's a legitimate reason. Yeah. It's, mm-hmm. That's why every single generation has a new term for us, you know? Right. Then they invented Hispanic, then they invented Latino. Now it's the Tinks, Latinx, whatever they call it today, you know? Whatever the fuck it is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. The no, but you know what? I really do think that that um capitalism has taken effect into all our like you know eventual choices within change because no one wants to change anything unless they're getting paid for it, and that's 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 pretty fucked up. But it's true. It's that like is the truest shit right there, bro. That is true. That is true. Yeah, man. Whatever you see, whatever you see with like social media, whatever you see, co Disney. Hulu, you know, Netflix and all that stuff. I mean, you see, I mean, the gay agenda is really pushing it when they got that money, man. Well, they got they, this whole month, you know? I mean, they, they got, got a lot, they have a lot of money. That's, they got that's a lot what... of money. They got a lot of stuff. And, you know, if you don't, if you don't uh, support that gay movement, man, they'll, they'll come after you, man. Oh, yeah. They yeah. come after. Sure, man. Oh yeah, but we don't hear anything about BLM. What happened? What happened to all that scandal? We hear all that money's going to. Oh, the the buy large mansions. Oh, yeah. yachts <laughs> and everything, and football game tickets and this or whatever. I mean, oh, be- giving my baby daddy nine hundred thousand dollars to live lavishly. Well, you wow. Know, I actually know that guy. Really? Word. I met him before before this whole thing happened. I met him because I used to work for this organization. Uh, when this when BLM first popped off in 2012, I think it was 2012, he was right. one of the and I knew him personally. You know, he had his own little nonprofit that he was going to start. So I think this kind of helped him out with that. I don't even know he was involved with that woman though at all. Like I had no idea. He's like way younger than her. I think at least he looks a lot younger than her. That's yeah, crazy. You know that money will do that to you. You feel me? You get <laughs> the mama. Tell me, do anything you can. Whoop de whoop, whatever. Yeah, <laughs> that's like when people are telling me like. Oh, Maggie, man, you got to support BLM. It's like, what happens if I don't? Oh, they're going to come after you. It's like, why am I going to support that if I don't put my black blocks on there on my post? Like, yeah, right, you know, or put my, my BLM flag and say, hey, don't don't come, don't home and do a home invasion of my building. I support you guys. Now, when you look at it, all that shit's coming out with all the scandals and everything. Where was all that money going to for the black communities? I mean, even though what was going on in Chicago where, you know, when black people are just dying and, and you see all these white people, all different colors holding up the BLM flag, you know, like, oh, we support Black Lives Matter and the black people are saying, where, where are you guys when we fucking need you? Mm-hmm. You guys are standing around holding the flag, black lives, black lives, and you're not doing shit for our communities in, in over here in the, in the south side of Chicago. Mm-hmm. Yep. Well, check this out, man. See, that that's the thing. Like, when, when you talk about making... Things happen in life, bro. You talk about, you know, innovating something new that no one has thought of before and putting it into effect to really change people's lives. You know, whether it being in through the, uh, you know, electronics, uh, you know, this whole thing with the metaverse and all that shit. You know, some people say that that can be helpful in many ways through virtual you know they're they're working with doctors to do um what is that called like 3D that they can actually do operations 3D to see how it would be in real life so that could be helpful but i'm saying like it's all taking risk and people don't take risks because 
it might not pay off. Right. Mm-hmm. They might lose money. All that time wasted, and people have lives. People have, you know what I mean? They need to pay shit. They have bills, all these things. That's why it's hard to put get people on your side because people are more of a believer when they see it. When they see something promising, words are words. You can tell someone like, you know what? I got this fucking dope idea, but like, I need you to back me up. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah fuck? You're on your own, buddy. <laughs> you know what I mean? So it's like, you know, but it's like words are cheap. Words are pretty cheap. You know what I mean? When it comes to making changes. But people need that proof that they're going to get something out of it. Mm. And yep. like I said, that's pretty fucked up. But that's where we are in this day and age. That's where we are. And we got to roll with the punches and, 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 and. And fucking deal with that. You know, we got to deal with that view that people just want. People are willing to make changes. Like, don't, 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 no, don't get that twisted. Mm-hmm. But they have lives. They have yeah. lives. They have bills. They have things. And if you can, uh, you know, satisfy that for them and, and guarantee something, then you're already thinking way outside the box because you're right. providing of financial stability for people to be on board with you to make changes. And that's the thing that we need to get informed of how we can get money through like, you know, different sources enough to pay people to be on board with you, with, with people that want to make changes. You know what I mean? And I think a lot of these organizations like the Brown Berets and all these, I think they just seen the money. They took it and Whatever they can do, they did, right. which is not a lot. Just little, you know, help here and there. And we need more than that. We need way more. We need people that are willing to put things on the line. Like shit, like, you know, I'm willing to make changes. And, like, I got a shitload of kids, you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> and, right. and I'm willing to fucking put time aside to make changes, whether it be, you know, through, through music and really put that message out and, and really travel to, to like, you know, talk to like-minded people about certain issues and certain, you know, just, just talk to people and get them, get them, build that bond, build that network, build that umbrella that we could all benefit from and be like, you know what, this dude, even though he has his own views, he's willing to put time aside to really get shit popping. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And that's all we need. We don't need more than that. Cause that's how it starts. That's how we can see who's real. You know what I mean? Yeah. Once you see that 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 passion that that person has is like is like authentic and not on some like, well, fuck it. You know, like, what's the deal? Like, well, what am I getting out of it? Right. Yeah. That's, that's we all have that. Yeah. That's true. Go ahead. Yeah. Just like what you say. That that is that's so true. You're gonna you're gonna find out who's who's real and who's not. You know, like again, you know, I don't like doing repeats. You know. I wanted to know who was really going to show up to Gil's thing, and we're, you know, I know what flow you're supposed to go, but there's that that's cool. But with a lot of people, there's a lot of people who talk the big game, and I and I told Gil, see, the ones who really give a care, we were here, we cared, you know. There's a lot of people from NorCal that didn't come, you know, like they were saying a lot of stupid shit. And I, Flo, what were you saying that Gil was going to go over there to NorCal? No, no, no. I didn't say go. I said that there's some folks who want to start, you know, I, I think he spoke to Brown and myself and want to do something up, up north or more central, more central Cali, I would say. 
that kind of uh, has the same message or similar message. Uh, he was on He was on the one that you said it looked like he was in Cancun. That was the guy who was. Uh, oh, was <laughs> he was having a good time over there. Yeah, he wants he wants to kind of really do that. You know, he's been uh, kind of spearheading that. But I wanted to say this before I, before I leave because I'm gonna I'm gonna head out right now. Uh, I think another reason why because you're talking about relationships with people and why people don't do things for favors because most people have transactional friends, and what I mean by that is that most people have conditional friends and unless you do something for me then you're not really my friend and mm. really hard to find somebody today that you can call your friend because they're your friend you know yeah. like yeah. most it's not going to be your friend for the sake of it especially as you get older you know maybe when you're smaller yeah. you're a little kid you got nothing else to lose you know you got nothing to do. Yeah. it's easy to become friends but as you get older it's like well what does this person do for me what are they gonna uh. mean? why am i going to spend my time with them and I, you know, let me ask you this, bro. Let me ask you this real quick. Huh. Where do you think that comes from? That 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 those things, those thoughts of like of like, what am I getting out of it? I mean, what do you think that comes from? Mm. Money, time is money. So if you, you got to spend your time wisely, so if you spend mm. time just fucking around with people and and they're not gonna give you anything back, then why are you gonna spend spend your time with them? You know what I mean? Even if it's, it doesn't have to be financially transactional. It could be something like this, you know, where. Huh we're benefiting from the conversation, you know, exactly, you know, but are you going to go and spend your time with somebody who's not offering you anything, you know, right. even if it's not money, even if it's, you know, uh, I think, and I think that's a hard pill to swallow for a lot of people. And if they feel like that, right. they would, they would stop wasting a lot of time too. That is so true. Yeah. And I remember when you told me that flow and yep. yesterday I was cleaning up my page. I was unfollowing a lot of people where it's like, I'm always showing the love, but what are they going to do for me? You know, and everything I want to follow, like all you four, like all of us, I mean, I'm sorry, all you three, I want to follow the people are, that are going to make a difference in my podcast, in the community, but also in my life, you know, and, and, and to me, for us having platforms, we're going to find out who's real and who's not. And I'm going to tell you something, and I'm going to be very blunt. Man, to me, I have a, like a handful of friends. That's it, man, because the bigger the podcast gets, the more lonely it gets on the top, man. And it's hard, man, because you don't know real and who's not. Yeah, I'm going to say this. And yeah. I'm like, oh, That's true. Follow the Old Souls podcast. If you're not following him, this guy is going to come up. He's young. He's smart. He's wise. Oh, yeah. He's, he's going to be doing some good stuff. And he's gonna be writing the next Chicano films in the future. I'm letting you know right now. I'm already putting my money on this guy. You know what I mean? Shit. I want him on my podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I want That's... him on my podcast. Oh yeah, I'm coming. What city you at? You know what though? What city you at? That's a dangerous person, bro. That's a dangerous brown man. What city? To 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 like. I didn't hear him. What? I'm sorry. South LA. Oh, we'll make it happen. I'm in Long Beach. Oh, okay. Peace out, fellas. Later, flow. Hey, thanks for coming in, bro. Appreciate that. Hell yeah. Yeah, man. But you know what? That that's a dangerous brown brown man right there, man. That that knows who he is at that age. You know Ooh. what I mean? And and it's really popping like that. Like he, you really know what you what you want from from like you know what I mean? Hell yeah, that's from life, bro. And, I, and that's what's up. I like people you know, like that. I like people like that. Me and Mr. D, we had a four-hour conversation on the phone about. Yo, oh shit! What's up, Papi Chula? Wait, which Mr. Yeah. D, bro? Oh, Yo. the rapper? The young Mr. D, the rapper. Oh, is it? all right. The yeah. one my age. That's what's up, man. Okay, so he, I, I'm friends with his cousin, Andrew. 
and we're gym buddies. And I remember he was on the phone one day, and me and him were like pissed off the same day, right? About the same thing, just in different industries. And like film is my thing, music's his thing. And I started talking to him, and like verbatim, like we were we we're like snatching like the thoughts out of each other's heads because like we we were like made from the same cloth basically. And I was telling him, like, dude, you sound just like me. You just make music. I said, but, like, I want to teach you how to write a film because you can write a verse. Mm -hmm. and, and then he's like, really, you want to do that? I said, yeah, dude, I, I really want to do that for you because you, you're a storyteller. Mm -hmm. I said, you got a lot of shit to say just like me. He's like, you know, I always thought about doing that. And I said, I remember when Ice Cube wrote Friday with with DJ Poe, he didn't, he wasn't sure if he could do that himself. And Poe told him, he's like, if you can write a verse, you could write a film. Mm. And uh, this was uh, the last time I, I spoke to him. This was about three months ago. Uh, I have to hit him back up again. He's busy. But Bro, let me tell you, the power of storytelling and messages within the stories of films and stuff like that. That's some powerful shit, bro. Uh -huh, you right. can you can make a whole movement off of like filmmaking, bro. You can start a whole movement, bro. If See, I, the '90s they started some fucking gang banging movement, bro. They 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 you know to for me like Fridays and all those movies, bro. They they just promoted more of the same shit that was already existing. Right. You know what I mean, but. It really didn't have no message, message. You know what I mean? I mean, like, you know, Boys in the Hood and shit like that. But for our people, bro, what did we have that, that really fucking had messages in the way that black people had? You know what I mean? Mm. We only really had two or three films at that time. And really, yeah. only one of them was well made. Mm. And uh, my grandfather is in Blood In, Blood Out, by the way. Oh, shit. Mm. Yeah. He was, he was on the yard when they filmed that. And uh, he knew the, the actors and stuff. But um, that's really, like, the only time where we were given, like, the proper dues to, like, creatively make our own shit. But you see, the backlash of what happened afterwards because of the way these films were made is really what killed them. And you could thank, you know, almost for that because he, he fucked up when he wrote it. Yep. I won't get into that, but if you know the story, you know the story. We yeah, oh, yeah, 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 we do. Oh, yeah. But um, anyway, I have a – I'm, I'm writing a mini-series right now. I have a pilot. I have a, I have a whole, you know, production Bible that I've, I've worked on for the past three years through research and shit. This is my ancestor. It's a Western set in the late 1800s uh, with the all-Mexican cast. It's a true story. And uh, it's a six-parter, and I have an idea who will be in it. And uh, I've had some very famous individuals who I've, you know, told them about, give me their number and say, when you make this, I want to be in this. Like, I have to be in this. I have to be a part of this. And that's a very good feeling because if, if, if you tell a person you have this idea, and not only does a person want to see it, they want to be a part of it. That means something to me because that really shows its potential. And when I tell you uh, when this, uh, when I eventually sell it and, and my teacher's going to be my agent, by the way, 
um, this is going to change a lot of uh, how you perceive, you know, Mexican American filmmaking. Is I, I promise you, I, I I made it to be like the um, like a story that deserves to be told, but never was, never came to fruition. Like you're going to learn a part of yourself by watching this. Is basically what I'm getting at. On some real shit, bro, I commend you for, for taking that role as what you're doing, man, because we need more of us that have, like, that are inspiring people and, like, have have something to say about, you know, the culture and our people. Right. It's, it's, it's the best way to do it, bro, because a lot of other races have have told our story through their lens, and it's like, that, you know what I mean? We we need to do that for us, man. We need to do that for us for sure. You bro. know what would be? I I'm very intrigued because what he uh, Oldsell's talking about. It would be awesome if they ever made a movie about the Mexican, you know, the Mexican Americans who fought in World War II, and uh, when they came back home, you know, the white people they were just saw saw us as fucking wetbacks and not see us as heroes, you know, right. in the front lines of what was going on and and going you know, doing, have going to war and two, you know, two wars and, you know, with Germany and Japan, I always want to hear the struggles and all that stuff, you know, of like, Hey, you become, you know, fight for our country. You'll be automatically uh, full citizens, you know, I right. always learn about stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. You know, my family me- fought in the Mexican American war mm-hmm. in, in South mm-hmm. Texas is where they originated from. Mm-hmm. And uh, they fought to the bitter end, but the reason why my family is so wealthy, and a lot of people don't know this, most of South Texas is owned by Mexicans still. Like they had to honor their land grants. Mm-hmm. Uh, like my my family owns entire towns. Like, but I just grew up poor. Yeah. But but you'll never hear about this or how they run their communities. It's 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 kind of like they're still stuck in the West. Yeah, with, with my with my my mom's side of the family, my, my mom always tells me, you know, like we were like super rich, like no way, like yeah, we were billionaires like back in the day. Well, so what happened? Like our family owned oil, but what happened was, you know, the government took all the oil companies in Mexico and everything and. My my great great, you know, grandpa and grandma were just left off to be poor, and they had to start over. I mean, the 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 government took everything, and they had to start over from scratch and come move to America. Right. Yeah, man. Those are deep stuff, man. I like. I always want to. I want to see what kind yeah. of movies. You know, I get right. like, oh man, I'd be like, what about this? What about that? Yeah. You see, it's it's. Now, let me ask you this, sweet Lou. Uh, let me ask you. What 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 uh motivates you, bro? Like that we're talking about motivation, and you know, what inspires you to keep going with writing? Like when you sometimes when you're like, fuck, you know, like I don't want to, I'm tired, and I, you know, I can't do this today. Like, has there been times that you like push yourself that extra mile? Like, no, nah, I have to I'm finish at least this fucking chapter. Bro. From what's up? From the age when I was 11, up until about the pandemic hit, actively I was trying to be a filmmaker. I put my stuff out there, you know, I, I entered my stuff into film festivals. And then when the industry shut down and I was expected to go to school in an industry that, uh, you know, was not even thriving anymore. 
I just kind of walked away from it. And like for the past two years, you know, I was like walking in limbo because I, I, I basically lost faith in myself. Mm. And I remember what really kicked my ass in gear was when I, uh, I rewatched Martin Scorsese's films. And, and Marty is kind of like the person that we need for us because he, he tells stories about Italian-Americans from different times in American history, like the early 1900s all the way up to like the 80s, the 90s, Goodfellas, Irishman, you know, whatever. And that was my main inspiration to be a filmmaker because I remember when I was 11 watching his films and, you know, I don't recommend 11-year-olds watch Marty movies, but... <laughs> Uh, I remember watching them and I was thinking to myself, hey, I have some stories like this of shit that I had to go through and see in, in the life I've had to live. I think it would make a, a great film. And then I kept thinking of ideas and I would brainstorm as a kid and I would like make shot lists like on paper. Like, I didn't even know what I was doing. I thought I was making a comic book, but I was actually making shot lists. And uh, my, my grandfather would tell me stories as like far back as the early 1900s of our family and, and whatnot, because I'm related to native Californians. So, uh, you know, the Pachucos, you know, uh, the, the gang uprising in the, in the late 60s, early 70s. My family is all a part of that history. I know all about it. I'm like a walking encyclopedia. And I would tell, and I remember I would tell kids some of the stories I knew at school. And I, I remember I'd be like 11 or 12. They'd be like, oh, you're bullshit. No, your family a part of this or that. And then I remember my, my family would come pick me up from school and bombs and shit tatted up head to toe. And they'd be scared as fuck. Like, damn. This, this I'm going to get, I'm going to get Tito on. Hey, thanks, man. Yeah, yeah. Appreciate I'll, that. Fuck off. I'm gonna, I, want, I want Tito to come on. Right, and I remember, that, man. and I remember they they would show like that credibility. Like I've never met a person who knew their history or their family lineage like that because a lot of Mexican Americans don't know who they are, or their their family lineage or 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 whatnot. And I had that privilege, and I had a lot of stories to back it up. So as I got older, I kept watching films and thinking, this would be a great film. I really like this, how, how he did this or how he did that or how he told this, this uh, character's perspective from this angle or that. And uh, I remember watching these movies and I felt like they, they weren't re really reverential to our history. So I, I took it upon myself to be that guy, that I would try to be that guy. And uh, I remember hearing stories of older people that they, they would tell me certain things. And everyone's life is like a book, you know. So when I, when I heard these things, I, I used to feel to myself, I owe it to these individuals to, to honor them in their stories and, and write something in homage to them. So that way they're not forgotten. So that way the stories become immortalized in our culture. So that, that's that's somewhat what, what drives me is I really have a drive to uh, to tell people's stories, not about myself but others. Yeah. People who have uh, people who lived extraordinary lives, you know, 
yeah. a lot of them are not even alive to tell them. Matter of fact, there's a lot of individuals who are not alive no more, you know, who, who told me certain stories and certain things, and I'm the only one who knows them. And I can respect that fully, man, for sure. Like, for myself, the, the same, bro, too. Like, that's why I like writing. And, and like, I like writing, like, all my stories are about Rasa type stuff, bro. Like, right. And they all, have, they all have some kind of meaning, some kind of message within it that we can learn to, you know, to become better us. You know what I mean? Right. If, if you, yeah, you know, I might even put you in the film that I'll, I'll make, to be honest with you. Because I, I honestly want to put that some credits under your name. Uh, bro, la, la verdad, bro, like I really want to have a sit-down conversation in relation to stories that I'm writing, bro, that I would like to make into films, bro. Like, you'll trip out the, 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 the ideas that I got, bro. Like, it's some shit that I'll, I actually was – I cried with one of my stories, bro, because it was so deep that it, it had a universal uh, – uh, you know, type of, uh, you know, emotion to it, bro. Like, right. You know, a anyone can relate to it. You know what I mean? Even though, yeah, it, it is focused on, on Chicanos or, or whatnot, but you know, a anyone can relate to that type of story, bro. Right. But, um, yeah, like, I need to really fucking, like, have have a day and just, and just fucking, um, you know, sit down with you and just conversate about I, this shit. It, it's some real shit that... Every yeah. What was that? I'll give you every resource that will teach you how to write a film. Like everything, mm. I I will give you film school for free. And that right there just answered the question: How do we come up? How do we get better as a community? Right, right. right that right there that just answered it is we have to be able to give to each other what it is we have and what we know, right? And how we mm. can help each other grow. And it doesn't always have to come to a dollar amount. I think that mm -hmm. like like as family like as rasa right we forgot what it meant for for anybody to even just come here mm -hmm. it it takes more right like we literally all were raised with it takes a village to raise a child right. it takes a village to raise everybody right. it doesn't matter who you are yeah. and no matter what it is that you're doing and the biggest thing like from learn listen i've learned a lot from doing this stuff for concrete a lot and I, what I've seen a lot of is kind of disappointing because I see a lot of, I'm too big for you. Mm. And as, as a Mexican American, right. I can never say to somebody else, I don't care how big I am. I can never say to somebody else, I'm too big for you because I have yeah. pictures of my dad, my dad, my dad is my hero. My dad right. has worked at Disneyland since I was nine years old. That's I would not say oh, my wow. age because, <laughs> but since I was nine years old and I have pictures of my dad speaking with the CEO of Disney and in the same day hanging out with the garbage guys. Right. And my, yeah. that's my dad. That's, that is what he taught me was it doesn't matter what level you're at. Somebody can always jump above you and somebody will always Ooh. be below you. Right. And it's yeah. our jobs to lift everybody up. Amen. I like you. That's right. I like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I like, I like what you, you know what? Concrete has like, 
an incredible backbone, <laughs> you know, and and it's like, see, that's the thing. You're doing it from the love of see wanting this. I mean, do you do you are you families with concrete or no. anything? See, that's that's fucking beautiful. Like, yeah, I was actually, I, dang. Um, so Robert, um, ODM. Mm. I knew him as a kid and mm. he introduced me to him and not like, you know, oh, hey, this is concrete. You know, she can help you. He introduced me to what he was doing. Right. And I went, this guy needs to be seen more. He needs to be heard more because he doesn't just help himself. Right. And you don't see that a lot, especially in the in the direction he's going. Right. right? Like a lot of the times you see, look at me. And you don't really mm -hmm. see guys like um, like Fluffy. How many people does he bring up with him, right? Like his lineup right. are all people that are his friends. Every uh, show you go to. And that's what I see in Concrete. He's the same way. Like it's just people who love on him. And if you are like, like I don't get nothing from him. Like I don't ask him for t-shirts. I don't ask him for, you know, tickets or whatever. Because that's not what it's about. Because if I can uplift him, then he can continue uplifting others. Right. Ooh, that's fucking dope. See, that's that's the way I think about it. Like, <clears throat> like I always told people, like, you know, if I ever do, you know, do something with my passion, which is like storytelling, it's really storytelling. No matter if it's music or or or, or a, a, an eventual book that I'm going to release or a movie that I will create from this story, or whatever. Like, if I make something of myself through this, through this path, like, I will do things for free to people because I believe it's a whole cycle. Like, right. they, yeah, you know, like, I help them. They eventually will help the cause, which is the path that I'm on, really. You know, if you think about it that way, like, like for an example, like, I was just talking to a friend of mine about this. He was asking me. Would you, because you know how hip-hop artists, they charge to feature, right? Yeah. Well, you know, big artists, they charge like all this fucking huge amount of money to feature like one verse. And I'm like, yo, if I was in that position, I would give a promising artist that's coming up and there's a youngster or whatever, and he, he's got a good head on his shoulders. I would do it for free because Love that person mm -hmm. already has a fucking following or, you know, a people that fucking like, you know, respect them or whatever. You know what I mean? And fucking that, that's going to benefit me. Right. right. You know what I mean? Like, it all comes back full circle, but not even looking at it that way. Just looking at the fact that you have the power to change someone's fucking life. Exactly. Right. And that's crazy. Like, and people don't think about that. People just look at the monetary gain. And, and, and at the end of the day, people forget about monetary, them. Right. But to see the, like, for them to see a different perspective of themselves as well. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Right. Because yeah. so, because sometimes, like, we look at things and we, you know, if it checks into the box, everything's all good and dandy mm. in our world. Yeah. But if somebody else is looking and they see that we're there's a, a whole bunch of other boxes that we could fit in that we just haven't even looked at yet. But if mm. your perspective can open their eyes to those boxes, what a change. Yeah. Right. You know, I actually have something <laughs> about the inverse of that. I, I'm not going to say his name, but uh, he's a very well-known filmmaker. And I introduced myself and I started talking to him and the things I was putting out there. And uh, I remember the look at, that he gave me was that, like, 
I could see it in his eyes. He admired me, but he hated me at the same time because he seen me as competition because I'm younger. Right. And I remember, like, hearing the saying, don't meet your heroes, right? Mm-hmm. Here I am looking at this fucking guy, and I'm like, wow, dude. You're, you're like, near the end of your life, and I'm, like, near the beginning of mine. And you're such a, you're a petty dick to see me try to... Uh, be inspired by something you did and turn it around and, and use it for our gain as a whole people, not just for movies, not just to win a fucking Oscar or an award. I really want to tell people stories that have been ignored in history. And then well, here, let me, let me change your perspective of that situation yeah. because the way you saw it was from a hurtful perspective, but what you didn't realize is by him seeing you, as a threat, that meant he was insecure. Right. That meant he wasn't strong in what it was that he was out there doing. Right. And as long as you walk with the perspective of not just lift myself and lift others, you are 100% on a different level than this person has ever been. Right. Imagine, I was just just tripped out, and I agree with you, but I was just... I was just tripped out over just the sentiment of if I inspired someone and and I'm like 25, 30 years older than this person, right? They walk up to me telling me how, you know, something I did changed their life. And I just see them as a threat because of it. Like I helped form this person. Why not nurture that person? Mm. Right. I would take you under my wings and like, you know what? You're the next generation of great fucking filmmakers, Rasa filmmakers. Like, fucking run with me. You know, like, let's fucking work together. Like, no, like, fuck, man. See, that's disappointing, bro. That's disappointing when people fucking have the opportunity to like see the next great thing, and they're (laughs) instead of seeing that. He liked everything yeah. I said, bro. His inspirations that made him want to be a fam- filmmaker were the same as mine, and he didn't even say it publicly, like Akira Kurosawa or it's John Woo and shit like that. You see, like, obscure things. And he's yeah. like, damn, this kid has the key. I have to right. fucking get in his way because he's he, he's starting to see the bigger picture. Right. But if money didn't change people and, and you don't change by coming up in the world, there would right. be no such things as, you know, don't forget the little people. Right. right. Mm. Like, don't forget who helped you get there. Don't forget where you came from. Like, there's reasons why there are those posters. <laughs> right. right. Yeah. Kids yeah. had it on their walls when they were little. Like, there's reasons for that. And it's because as parents, we don't teach our kids to be humble and remember where you know yeah. where you came from, how it started, what it looked like. Right. When all you were having was tortillas and beans and rice on, on a, for a full week, people right. forget that stuff. When you start eating out at these fancy restaurants, right? Like you yeah. forget that kind of stuff. And those are the kind of things that teach you how to be humble and be stronger and be willing to help other people. Like mm. those are the things that make a difference right. is remembering that stuff. I fucking love this conversation, like, for real, for real. Like, it's touching, like, my heart, like, so fucking crazy because I live for this shit. Like, I honestly, my kids can vouch for this. Like, they're always seeing me work on something in relation to this big picture that I have in my mind of something that can really make changes in people's hearts 
in today's people's hearts. You know what I mean? Because, you know, I always talk about the past because there was a, a stamp on what we were as a people on the big screen. And I, I feel that, yeah, that did change a certain perspective of us. But I think that we have so much to offer more that we haven't put out there uh, as a collective. Right. You know, there's people out there that want to that want to portray us in a different way. They want to and I believe a there's singular vision, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. And we have so many more views for us. You know, there's so many ways that we can portray us in the in, in the light of like a real real way that it, it makes justice for who we are as a people, you know what I mean? And it, and it's and it's uh it's a shame that all this talent is being discouraged by the ones that should be encouraging it. Right. Exactly. That's exactly it. You know, speaking to you too, and you know, going back to what inspires you, I really owe it to the two of you as well to to keep pressing forward in my dreams and my aspirations because I have things to bring to the table that no one else is going to do. And I and I see that you guys believe in me, and you have absolutely, faith, and you, you have faith in me. So. You do, even when I don't believe in myself sometimes. Hey, that's the hardest thing to do, right? We're, that's the, we're our yes, own worst is. critics. Right. Yes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> bro, yeah. I'm actually going to send you what I got, bro. Like, I want you to read it. You know, maybe even study to play one of them if you want. Oh, you, you oh man. That, that would be a fucking, like, bro. Like, see, that's the thing. I want to do nothing but portray the emotion of what we're about, bro. Right. And like, you know what I mean? And, and I've talked to other people in regards to like learning how to like do um, work on acting skills and stuff because I do want to venture into that eventually because it all comes together, bro. It's just portraying an emotion and, and really mm -hmm. getting through someone because we all have a special gift and I feel that if it keeps coming up, if there's a thought in you that keeps coming up, it's for a good fucking reason. Right. It's not just because, you know, you, you know, you're attracted to that or whatever, but it's because your heart's telling you, you know what, you're, you're going to be great at this. Use it. You, you are, you know what I mean? Yeah. And, then, and, it's, and it's something that keeps coming up in me. And, you know, I, I do want to venture into that eventually. I truly believe that there's people like there are really people in this world that we're here to make the world a better place, even if it's just one person at a time. Right. And I think, honestly, if you guys go forward with what it is that you are are able to do, not just want to do, but are able to do to recognize that and go forward with that, you'll you'll change the world. Oh, yeah. Yeah, man. Now that confidence, that confidence. Let's talk about confidence. Yeah. What 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 uh, what do we need to do? The people that have those doubts within them. And we all do. Even when we say that we're confident with ourselves, that those doubts creep up. Mm -hmm. Right. What What are good good uh, ways to get over those things? I mean, what do you guys practice within yourselves to like get over those things? You Talks. don't get over them. Yeah. You walk through them. Mm -hmm. Okay. You You keep going. The fire's not going to stop just because you walked by and said, "I want it to go away." Right. Right. That I mean, the fear is always there. And if you are able to walk through the fear, yeah. right, you're, you're, you're going with it like that. I, 
if anybody like I remember my dad my dad was in a banda right like and right. I remember before every single time that he performed he was nervous every single time and I thought okay you've been doing this for years like why why are you still nervous and he literally said to me if I'm not nervous before I go on I'm not doing what I love anymore and I thought okay like of course at the time I was probably like six or seven years old it doesn't make any sense to me then but now like as an adult you start to realize everything makes me nervous everything does it doesn't matter what it is right we have these this world of people who scream out I have anxiety everybody has anxiety something scares the crap out of me every single day my kid went out to uh what was it to orange yesterday for a car show in the middle of the night i'm freaking out oh. i mean but that's oh, yeah. normal right like it's yeah. every day so if you can't walk through with the fear you're never going to accomplish anything you're always sure. going to be held oh. back from something and that's that's confidence like understanding a part of confidence is understanding that fear is going to happen it doesn't matter what the mm. situation is you're talking about actors. We we got an actor here on the on the on the live um, shoot. I sent him a message uh, to go back to that conversation we were having about uh you know portraying and you know all that our people and whatnot. But uh, yeah, you know what? That that's true though. That you know fear. One time I seen a quote that said, uh, "Feel the fear, but do it anyway." Exactly. And and I think at the end of the day, is that fear that keeps us from 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 being our the best us you know right. some people can get mm -hmm. over some people can like like you said walk through it and and um put that to the side uh, other others others crumble when when that happens you know exactly the the difficult yeah. is when you give into your fear you know it really comes down to are the facts there to back it up right because sometimes you may face insurmountable odds where it's really against you Education is a huge barrier, you know what I mean? It purposely disavows the people who have the most potential to be something because they know they'll, they'll change the world. And the people that will follow the system obediently, they'll give them a chance without question. So, um, and I experienced that before, bro. It took a lot for me to try to enter film school for many years. I almost gave up on it, dude, like for real. And uh, I kept thinking to myself, and you know, my mother was one that, you know, she's very traditional, you know, just just go to work, clock in, clock out, come home and, and don't really aspire to be in the arts because that's not what we're meant to be. That's not meant for us, this and that. And I remember uh, my mom, I remember she, she came into my room and was reading my scripts. And she was sitting on my bed. I had like a 60-page treatment on my bed. I was like, what are you doing? And she's like, I'm reading what you wrote. She's like, I had no idea you could write this good. She's like, I can visualize everything in my head. She's like, almost makes me want to cry how deep and profound the words you wrote are. She said, I didn't know you could write from a from an evil person's perspective and such a good-hearted person's perspective all at the same time. And I, and I told her, I was like, well, those are emotions I got to deal with on the daily. 
parts of myself that I don't show you as my mother, right? But I'll put them in on paper. I'll let the world see it through a character, a caricature of something that I feel or somebody I've encountered on my journey of life, right? And she's like, I think you need to go through with this. She's like, I don't think God gave you this ability just to waste it. Oh, that's what I tell people all the time, man. When, when I see someone that's talented and I know there's a spark in them, I can tell, like, bro, I, I do not waste the opportunity to tell someone when I notice someone, like, you know what? You, you need to take advantage of that skill. You're going to waste it if you don't put it to work. Like, I'm telling you. Like, there's even homies that I tell, like, you know what? Work on this crap because you know what? You're going you're gonna to just waste it. Right. You know, you're talented. Mm-hmm. And and not any not just anyone can can be this talented like you know and is and, and is people can become that talented but just naturally be talented like that like that shit comes very hard to some right you know I I told you the moment I met you you were special and I bet you don't hear that often when the person first meets you hey bro I think you're special I don't say that lightly to everybody. And like I said before, I don't think everybody has it in them. I don't think everybody has the it factor. I feel you do. I think you just need to give it a shot that's fair. And you haven't been given that. And I, I can recognize that, bro. I feel frustrated in my 20s right now that I haven't been given that. But I'm sure you feel frustrated. Bro, there's so many times that I broke down. Like, shoot, I've been married for 15 years. You know what I mean? So that's already an accomplishment right there. Right. And there's so many things that I could have I could have given up. And yeah, some things I did pause for a while. But like I said, it calls me. Like I feel it. I feel that calling. You know what I mean? And like I've been on this path for so many fucking years and I have not detoured from it. You know what I mean? That just tells you that this is my fucking path. And I'm not going to stop until I see, see what's been in my – like all these stories that I've been writing – I can see them. I can literally visualize scene by scene what I want to portray. You know what I mean? And it is frustrating that I'm not able to put it onto paper and just physically make it come to life. You know what I mean? That's fucking the most frustrating feeling that I've ever felt. Like it's just, it's just crazy. And I know that other people feel the same way. And that's why I love talking about these type of things because it affects people and it, it puts you in the in the in the state of mind that like I'm not the only one. I know there's others out there that feel the same way that will love to make changes in this aspect, but just don't have the opportunity to. People don't believe in them. They hardly are able to believe in themselves because of the outside, you know, outside, you know, things that are happening that non-believers and and just the 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 lack of time, the lack of uh, funds. They believe that everything has to do with money, but no, it has to do with you putting that fucking time to really get to it. You know what I mean? Right. And that's just mm-hmm. hard. That's just fucking hard. It's Let so me, frustrating you know I mean? to me because I literally, I talk to my husband about this all the time about how like, you know, our system's filled with it, right? right? Our system is filled with that kind of talent, with, with that kind of mindset. Look at how many people like, okay, just just talk about like county jails and stuff like that the amount of talented crap that comes out of there to their loved ones when they've been in there for years 
Like they come out with freaking making flowers out of paper. Like what? Who would have ever thought of that? Do you know what I'm right. saying? Like the art that they come up with, the way that they come up with making their art. My my stepdad was in a um, uh, what are they called? Like the firemen's camps, right? Like he, you know, oh, the, the it's camp. a prison. It's yes, the, they used the to make because the firemen camps were in the woods, so right. they were able to chop wood. And they used to make these beautiful jewelry boxes and clocks and with like designs and stuff. And I'm like, this is yeah. the issue. It's that there's so many people in this world that have these talents like you who have that ability, like you have that talent there, but you're sitting here going, how do I get that to, to come out? And we don't mm. lead people to have those kind of talents come out. Imagine how yep. many great things in the world would be made that so beautiful that people could admire if people were not just taught to just fit in this box. Right. Like, why do we have to just fit in this box where we're not the stigma? We are not who people want us to be. We are humans who want to accomplish things in this world and not just be, you know, whatever it is they tell us that we are. Yeah. Change comes when you're sick and tired, or sick and tired, really. And I, I, you know, I, I'm not even sitting in front of you personally. I can see the frustration in your eyes, in a, in a good way, not in a bad way. It's not. Yeah. It's a positive type of frustration. Yeah. You have good shit today, but you're not being given the platform and the podium to speak about it. Right. I, you, you don't I don't say this to everybody you have the attributes of a great leader I I, I truly see it in you I, I, I know you you know talent when you see it even if it's like a small following you know it when you see it it's true I mean I don't know if you guys follow my page which you should but I don't know if you do but <laughs> yeah, like the I will now. I am now. Yeah. I don't just use it to promote just him. I use it as a connection as like first of all, this is one of the ways that that I see a lot of failure when it comes to social media and people who are trying to get big in that direction is I keep saying the whole, you know, I, I'm I'm bigger than you, right? Like I, I you can't touch me, right? Because I, I'm more famous than you, and that's where where you're failing in social media is when I tag you, and you tag me, my audience becomes your audience, and your audience becomes mine, right? And. I like to make sure that when when somebody is in a photo or somebody is in a video, whatever it is with concrete, that they're recognized, that their talent is seen. That that's why I, I follow Mega Man, like because that's what he does too. Everything that, that anybody that is connected to that fan page, you'll see them, every single one of them. Anybody who's in that photo is going to be tagged. And I can honestly tell you, I won't name names, but there is only one person that I have cut out of a photo. And it was because he was not willing to share a photo without tags on it because he was not going to get recognition for it 100%. And I thought, who does that? 
And I would never cut anybody out, but only for that one reason. He big-timed me big time. And I was like, dude, that's sad because he missed out on a audience that he didn't have. Don't yeah. do that to yourselves. Like, you know what? Like, I have this project that I worked really hard on. Like, I actually made a whole script, too, and stuff. And it actually came it came to fruition, you know? Like, it was a music video. It was called Kings. I don't know if you guys have seen that. Mm -mm. I haven't. Oh, you seen it? Yeah, I did. I looked through your page. I like the cinematography, bro. Who did that? Who was filming? Con it was concrete. <laughs> really? It was concrete, yeah. Tag me in that so that yeah. I can Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I'm so now, about. let me tell you this. Um, since, you know, as, as a young artist, you tend to do what others are doing, and then you find your own niche. You find your own, your own lane. No. I did a lot of that uh, party music and, 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 you know, smoking, all that, you know, shit that I, you know. So I changed it. And I, you know, I became comfortable. And all I'm doing now, even with my current project that I'm going to uh, release, uh, is bringing in a positive message, making it sound like something current, you know, so it can be attractive to people, but bringing in that good message. Right. Mm -hmm. in, a, in a dope way, like not just, you know what I mean? Like making it really sound good, you know? And I noticed that, when I was doing all that smoking type of shit, people were like, oh, that's dope. You know? Now, with this one positive video, I didn't get much love. To this day, I only got less than a thousand views. Yeah. And that just shows that with, with dumb fucking, you know, smacking girls' asses and all that stuff, visuals... That gets like the thousands, and I'm not even tripping about like you know the numbers because I I know I know it's a great fucking work. Like I you know people that helped out with the project like they were they're all happy with the outcome. Right. I'm fucking. I see. Great for that that they were part of that. Every frame and every word and every little syllable that, that was said, I seen it and I felt it and it meant something to me. It it, it didn't go unrecognized by me as a filmmaker. You see what I mean? So if I'm going to tell you that, I'm, my opinion means something to people. Straight out, when it comes to things like that. Uh, it was so good. I was low-key kind of aggravated after I was done watching it that it didn't blow up. But then again, I was like, fuck, like, is it too late for this to blow up? Now that I think about it, no, not really. It's never too late. Yeah. It's not yeah. If it was too late, see, then no, the video all of our full rappers who we still follow and watch and do all this, yeah. why are they still performing? Right? But trip out, though. Trip out. When we talk about promoting, like, I'm not going to say names, you know what I mean? But a lot of the people that should have promoted. Right. And are very, very loud about this unity that they're so fucking keen on mentioning in every one of their talks and stuff. Yeah. They were not promoted. Like, they were not promoting the message. Right. Like, I, me, I like, check this out. Like, the whole reason why I wanted to do that project was to promote the kings in our, in our, uh, uh, you know, like, our kings in, in, in our culture. As of right now. Right. So I had a lot of cameos in there that are, are 
people to look up to, people that we should be looking up to because they have good messages and they have they promote good value for our people that I was seeing, you know what I mean, that I can see. Um, so that my I didn't want to put the focus on me as for the video. I wanted the focus to be on the kids that they're the generate the new generation of our kings to come. You know what I mean? And and I wanted to put the focus on on the people that we should be looking up to, like that we should be actually listening to in their platforms. And so that's like the selfless thing that anyone can do. You know what I mean? Right. And I'm not saying it to fucking like be like, oh fucking yeah, fucking be down with me because because uh, I did that, I went that route. No, I'm saying it to say this, to say the fact that when people really put that bullshit aside of like ego and all that bullshit, even though people will still fucking hate on your shit. Right. And that's fucking sad because that's why we can't get nowhere because people that actually want change, others won't support that. Right. We, I was actually talking about this with, um, there's this rapper on Twitter and some gamer dude, and he was asking my, me my opinion about, you know, because I went to school for marketing and for social media marketing and stuff like that as an adult, after my children were out are already, you know, on doing their own thing. I went back to school to learn all of this stuff because this was what I wanted to do. I had a, a want on a consistent basis to share and uplift other people. And I am actually like people that I love and know, like they know I've, I had people who came to me and said, Hey, I'm starting a business. I want to make sure that you, you have the links and you know how to get, get it out to people. They weren't asking me to promote them because they know that I didn't do that stuff yet. And, but, doing those things they were talking about like you know that same exact thing right when you go to marketing school they actually teach you that there's different levels of of markets right and the first market that most people go for is your warm market and that's people that are your friends your family you know your 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 next door neighbor those are your warm market and the those are usually the people that they tell you in marketing stay away from and they say that because those are usually the people that end up taking you down instead of taking you up which is what i was actually saying earlier in the comments right like we have a lot of people who you know you have a friend that starts a you know let's say a taco business right and you're like hey like let's get the hookup is usually the first thing that comes out of your warm market's mouth right Realizing that by giving you that hookup, you just took money out of my pocket, not mm. not out of somebody else's company. You took it out of me. Right. And that's what people don't understand. Like if we are if I see somebody with a business and I can afford it, which I I don't have deep pockets, but if, if I can afford to buy, I'm going to buy. And then I'm not just going to buy, I'm going to show somebody that I bought so that somebody else that I may know that don't know about these people will want to buy too. And that is what we keep forgetting. We keep wanting the, the handout, the free, the, you know, give me the hookup, give me the hookup, but not realizing you're just taking them down. You're not helping them up. Right. And you see, like, um, what I mean by, like, is it too late for this person to blow up? You know, it's it's not because I don't believe in them. It's because of how algorithms work, right? 
relevancy, right? How the discovery page works. You have to cater to a certain audience, a certain age range, and a certain demographic in the country for a lot of video to blow up. Certain communities. As a marketer, I would tell you maybe 10 years ago, in this day and age, you can reach anybody. You yeah, can but touch any market and i'm gonna be honest in the most most i'm actually more popular on tiktok than i am on any other platform right right and on those on tiktok platforms the majority of the people that i see that are are tiktok famous are actually people who are above the ages of early 20s so for anybody to say you know it's it depends on your age or who your graphic is. Most of the guys that helped me get to where I am were all younger than me. So, I mean, they're, and they're all my friends. It all depends on who you are as a person. And if somebody sees that you have something to give and they're like me, which I've met people like me. I mean, I'm talking to two of them right now, right? If right. you're willing to share and to put out whatever it is that you see that you enjoy, that's what makes a difference. Yeah, well, all that's exactly where I'm at right now. You should. That's exactly where, I'm, where I'm at right now. I'm just trying to like find like-minded people and build that network, you know? You should be uh, Be careful. Really, I want him to be. And I expect him to be somehow, some way. And I, and I think it starts here, you know? Because I, I put his stuff out there as soon as I see it, you know. I support it the moment he uploads it. And uh, even his previous work, I'll send it to other people and be like, hey, this dude has something to say. Um, but I think TikTok, I don't know if you utilize that. I think you maybe should have her kind of show you how to garnish a, a, an audience from there. Because I don't even use TikTok really myself and i'm on the younger side but um if if she can show you the same method i think that would benefit you as well because obviously she knows something about it yeah there is someone that i actually that i seen that they they use tiktok very very wisely i don't know if you guys have heard of the uh la chicana therapist yeah I have. she's 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 pretty big on tiktok and 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 that's that's dope. That that's dope. That she she was able to find that where, you know, m more people were able to like tune into her. Mm. You know, because she was on Instagram, but I I feel that she she was like, you know what, TikTok, TikTok is like people find their own way. You know what I mean? And it's like it's, it, that's dope that she was able to find that because she has a lot to say and and uh and she's working to um to become that person to really guide be be the you know big guidance for people and that's what we need. That's yeah. what we need. And, and it's dope that she found that. You know. But at the same time, right now, what's taking off for like um, for the younger crowds, like to reach more of a demographic, is um, is Twitch, especially because they don't have a lot of the copyright laws that all these other things do. So if you're somebody like a, a singer or you know you just want to do covers or DJ who wants to play whatever song they want, like that's where it's right now. And and they do kind of some of the same stuff that that TikTok does. But I mean, really, you just got to look at all your platforms as uh, as advertisements. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Oh, yeah.
that, that sounds good though. I mean, but now as for you being this uh, person that, that promotes for concrete, mm-hmm. now what are the many things that you've seen that can actually, you know, stop you in your tracks as for getting a certain audience or just able to, to, to expand uh, him as a, as a comedian, like to be able to push that message of what he's trying to do. What has been the, the, the most, um, you know, turbulence part of doing that? Um, you know what? I'm going to be honest. There hasn't been much yet there. I mean, the only thing that I've seen that stops like the flow of things is the big time people, you know, they want a big time. You're not, you're not worth my time. That's really been the only wall in situation. I mean, other than that, I've met a lot of really great people that are all about promoting each other. Um, that's really been the only thing that I've seen. I mean, my cousin was on, um, uh, was that TV show, The Voice? Okay. So do you remember when they came out with the new one? With they, it was the the Mexicans that were here instead of the Voice in Mexico. Is it La Voz? Yeah. yeah. But the one here, not the one over there. Oh, okay. They did. I don't. I don't know. I don't think so. Fonzie and I can't remember what who the other people were, but my my cousin was on that show. Um. He was one of the people that were performing and one of the big things that they kept selling to people as like the artist, you know, being the judge and you see it every single show is I can't wait to work with you. Even if I don't work with you here, I can't wait to work with you outside of here. Right. And he heard that consistently he's phenomenal he's an amazing singer an amazing performer but as soon as he was done with the show he literally heard from those people maybe twice and that was it like your talent's done and it's that kind of thing that like that's where the wall stops you know stick to your word if you're saying you're gonna do something do it like there is nothing wrong like he was saying earlier about you know meeting his idol like there's nothing wrong with helping somebody up it doesn't mean there's not room for two we consistently like tell ourselves well if i let that guy cut in front of me on the freeway i'm not going to get to where i need to get to on time no that's not how (laughs) how gravity and all that stuff works right like if you let him in, you just became a nice person and maybe you just did something nice for that person and hey, you both got there on time. Like congratulations. Like people don't think that way anymore. And that's yeah. that's really the only stumbling block that I've had. Hmm. Now how do you like prepare for something? I mean, how do you do things to like be able to do things like properly that the way that you want to get it done? Like how do you prepare and and organize things so you can present what you're going to present you know in the right way um honestly i have a i have like a pattern of what it is that i do right like um every monday i do uh fan art i do fan art of concretes because i want people to see other people's ability 
right? And um, what you'll see if you go to the page is that when I do the fan art, I don't do it as just a regular one sticker post. I do it as a nine post. And one, it's so that nobody can steal these people's art. And two, it's so that what they do, what their talent is, is also, you know, put out there as like a billboard. Like, and I tag them, look at what it is that this person did, you know, this is their name, this is where you can find them or whatever, because majority of them do something else. They all have some other business that they run. So they're not just a one-time stop, you know? So things like that, like you, you have to be consistent because if you're not consistent, then people, you, there's always somebody else to pay attention to. Yeah, yeah, feel that. Muchas compa, how's everything? Hey, um, I, I was listening to you guys, um, but I just want to vent really quick because I'm really kind of pissed off because I went through the drive-through at Taco Bell, bro, and they fucking ran out of Mexican pizza, bro. I was oh, so pissed. Shit, they did the same thing to me, bro. Fucking. I was like, you bring it back, <laughs> you tease me. I get there and it's not there no more. Wow, bro. I actually, Anyhow. I used to actually buy it before it came back. You feel me? I actually used to buy it regularly. So I'm just like, anyhow, I love what you guys are doing, man. I was list. I've been listening since I left to go to the drive-through and come back. <laughs> uh, all the all the feedback is really good. I, I I really like what you guys are talking about. Um, one thing I was gonna tell the the la hermana was that. There's a video that I saved from Concrete that every time I get sad or I get a huitado, I just have to go back to that video and it cracks me up because it makes what? me laugh. It, it's the one where he's all dressed up in a Laker, like a Laker wrestling face. And he's all dressed up and he's just looking at the camera like like with the big it's disappointment because the, the Lakers lost. Yeah. And you can tell in his eyes, he's all like... You know, and it just cracks me up because it just—it's funny, you know. Yeah. So that—that's a. Those are the things that um, whatever he's doing, he's doing a good job, you know. But that video right there is one of my favorite, and I actually asked him to share it if I could share it. He said I could. I just haven't had a chance to go to it. But just let him know that's a funny video. I really like that video. Okay. He's one of my favorite videos of him. Um, but yeah, that's uh, the important thing that she just pointed out here was tag, tag, tag. Mm. Every time that you do, like, let's say you repost or share something and it's not yours. And it's very important to tag that person. Even if, let's say you just took a quote from them. Um, sometimes, believe it or not, when your mind is, you're creating um, thoughts, it, it's also a work of art. So if you put something down from your mind to your paper or to whatever, you're creating something. So, and that could just be words, right? doesn't matter. Uh, when someone tags you on it and they share it, I think that's a, a great amount of respect for the platform and for whoever's doing it, right? I've had that happen where I've created something and maybe it's just a couple words and people will take it and they'll take the name out and they'll post it, right? Mm -hmm. And it's all good. I'm not saying, you know, hey, it's just that 
I think it's important what she just said. Always tag the people because your audience becomes their audience and their audience becomes your audience. And that's very, very big on a big way to support each other. It doesn't always have to, you know, it's not like... Even if you, it's no. just five people, like that's still... Right. You didn't hey. have before. And I think that's, right. people, like, that's where people mess up. Yeah, so I just want to give you guys props. I'm going to go back to eating right now. Cause <laughs> hmm. Real quick on that. <laughs> Real quick, Arnal. The yeah. other day, the other day, I had a had a had a uh, fucking dope conversation con con el compa Pete, and uh, and he knows what it's about, like the whole thing that we were just talking about with the, okay. with the you know my my ideas and all that and the frustration. Just we we had we we just had that talk, and it's like you know he he understands that he understands my my frustration that is like. So much things, but it's just it's just so many things that get in your way, and it's like, and really, they're excuses. They're they're really excuses, you know what I mean? And we have to just be able to like just zoom into like you know what what it is that we want and get it done. But like, it's easier said than done all the time. Yeah. Easier said than done. Yeah. You know what I mean? No, but you guys are doing good. Um, I'm 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 glad to see that old soul now has his um. Is uh his podcast going? Cause the, just by the sound of his words, that that guy is very intelligent. You can tell that he's way ahead of his time. So I gotta give him, I gotta give that guy props. He's you know you can tell that this guy sabe que onda sabe. O sea, with the program. You know what I'm saying? How we used to say it back in the old days. But uh, you guys just keep going with that. I applaud you for this this talk that you're having. Uh, these conversations. Um and yeah, keep going, you know, keep going, man. Just dale gas, you know, puro pa adelante, como decimos. Este, I'm just happy. I'm happy to see these things. I'm happy to people that understand that there's more than to us than just the simple uh stereotypes that everyone, you know, that America puts on us. Uh, but we're also our own creators. We're also our own, um, you know, filmmakers, directors. Um just look at concrete you know he's doing a lot of stuff and and it's funny stuff and it's really good stuff um you don't have to always agree with it and and even there's sometimes that there's things that people could say that they can get offended but if you get offended there's no need to get all crazy and start you know blasting someone if you don't like something you don't have to watch it but you do have to respect the hustle of the person trying yeah. to what he's trying to do, right? You so know what it is, bro. And I've seen it a lot. I've seen it a lot, bro. When someone said, "I can do that shit better," I can. Well, yeah, yeah, but but I, I, you know, like one of the things I learned uh, really quickly on and platforms is don't go on someone else's platform and. And, 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 you know, try to blast them in a way, even if you're doing it in a humble way, just if you don't like something, you don't have to watch it. You don't have yeah. to agree with it. Let it be. Do your own thing of what you want to do. And, 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 como tú dices, if I could do it better, do it better, right? right. Or whatever. Because, um, some people, man, it's just, that's all they do. That's all they want to do is just bring people down, yeah, yeah, yeah. and that's but you not know what good. too, bro. Especially for inter for interrupting, bro. But a lot of a lot of the time when people are like this, is a reflection of what how they really feel. 
within uh, themselves. Within themselves, yeah. Yeah. Of themselves, yeah. yeah. I, I got yeah. an example. I won't name who it is, but you guys can guess. Uh, I used to run a full page back in the day, all right? I was one of the first full page creators, like full memes. A lot of the full like memes that you know nowadays, I actually created them. Like the Edgar meme that came from me, for instance. And uh, I remember Edgar, Edgar. Yeah, that, that came from me. That was my invention. And uh, okay, th there were a couple things I made, and I remember there's a certain individual. He has over like a million now, but he was like at thirty thousand followers. He would purposely cut out my at and my material, repost it on his page, and then when I would confront him about, "Hey, bro, do you mind like tagging me or like giving me my credit for something I made?" he would either block me or subliminally diss me. And then at the same time, he would follow me on spam pages and take my shit, saying it was user submitted. Oh, yeah. I've seen that happen. Yeah. That, 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 that fuck, that, to me, I mean, it's a low blow and it sucks. Um, and it tells you a lot about that person. But um, I think you're genuine know that they're going to say, you know what, that shit ain't from that person. That's from Watson's soul. And, but it does suck because a lot of that, your creativity is, is like, it's, it's sacred, bro. It's sacred. Right. You created something, you know, and for someone to just come and take it, is see, oh, it's is mio, or lo voy a hacer que, voy disimular que es mio. I don't have to say it's mine, but I'm going to put it without a name so people think it's mine. And I've seen that happen. It's, you know, it's like a creep, creeping it, you know, like just, okay, we won't say who, but at the same time, I'm not going to say uh, it's me either. So people can think, you know, and I've seen that happen too. So <laughs> these are things that you learn, you know, <laughs> uh, it's kind of crazy. It's a learning process. And, and I'm sure uh, La Hermana knows, She's, she just said it out, you know, um, Instagram and social media is your biggest advertisement. But, right. you know, you learn very quickly, very quickly what the do's and the don'ts if, if you're really true about it, you know. But like I said, I'm going to let you guys go, man. <laughs> but I'm yeah. pretty excited. to see. I got to tell you my favorite concrete video. Oh, okay, okay. Actually, in the storyline, it's the one where he does the good morning dance. Oh, I haven't seen With that one yet. Doing like the general and he's like dancing back and forth. I I'm telling you, if you're just if you're waking up and you're just not in the mood to go, you got to turn on that video because when he does, when he does El Buki, you know El Buki, yeah. oh, oh, El Buki, yeah. oh. that's just that's just fun. Yeah. That's, just fun. <laughs> that's my first impression of him when they're on their pyramid. <laughs> that's the first video I've ever seen of him when he's in his chones, feather on his fucking head. Uh, yeah. On their way through the pyramid, yeah, that, that fucking video, <laughs> that shit was funny. Yeah. I remember, my, yeah, I was like, "This fool is fucking." Up. Let me see what else he has. And then I remember everything he made was like stupid funny, mm -hmm. like like it wasn't like uh, like a brainy funny. He he has my sense of humor. Like he just likes stupid shit. So I was just like, yeah. "All right, man, I'm gonna follow this fool." He yeah. just posts the dumbest shit. He's just out there, you know. I, I love him for that. Yeah, unapologetic. Dang, where where reel me in was those those those, those um skits about with this cafito, 
with yeah. tops. Yeah, but those are like, fuck, like the way, <laughs> the 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 way like like his, his pops talks to him, and then he just like, but 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 like he like yeah. <laughs> He's like, pero, pero, <laughs> it's just, I just fucking laughed. Uh, you know it, it I mean? said, La hermana, you said you were uh, his promoter and stuff? No. No, or so what, no. What, what did I get? I didn't, even, I didn't hear. I'm, I'm sorry, what was that? His fan page. Oh, okay, 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 okay. I thought, I, for some reason, I thought you said promoter, or I must have misunderstood fan oh, page. Okay. I just wrote him. That's oh, okay, 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 okay. My bad. Okay, no, definitely. Um, okay. Well, anyways, it was good to talk to you guys. I'll let you guys go. You guys have a good night and uh, keep well, it going, you, man. man. All of you, you know. Síganle a puro pa adelante. Gracias, eh. Igualmente, bro. You too, bro. I know. I know you have a lot. You know, man. You're bringing a lot of great conversations, bro, and and real shit that is current affairs type stuff. And you're bringing real fucking people, bro. I, I commend you for that, bro. And it's amen too. Hey, um, now how about this conversation right here? What we just touched on, like if someone has an idea, like say for an example, I have this idea, right? So this, this is one of my, my books, right? Where, uh, I don't know if you guys are familiar with, uh, Norteños and Sureños. From, yes, uh, from up north. Yeah, yeah. So I have the story where a Sureño falls in love with the Norteña. And it's like the Romeo and Juliet type shit, right? But there's a lot of details that, you know, it's it's really uh, more geared for, like, that, that life. You know what I mean? And it really the message is, like, that, you know, it don't matter what color. Like, the subtitle to the title, the story is called Street Love. And the subtitle is uh, yeah. love, has, love Has No Color. So basically, the message is basically we're all the same. We come from the same shit, and love can exist no matter where the fuck you are. You know what I mean? That's basically it. So now, bringing in that idea, right? If I don't do nothing with it, now, how do you guys see this? Someone steps in and actually produces this shit and does it in a way that it portrays the message, right? Yeah, they stole right. the idea right. from me, but they actually made it happen. I pass away... I didn't do shit with the idea, but now that person that stole the idea did do something and did put it out in the world. How do you guys see that? Right. Stealing is stealing regardless, bro. Yeah, it doesn't matter what yeah. it is. I mean, if it's it was creation, then you got to give credit where credit is due. And if you do, if you don't, then you're no better than a petty thief. Right. Hmm. And, uh, yeah. That's funny that you touched on that story. What you just said is actually how I was born, in a way. Because uh, that story is also in the age. You know, uh, my family is partially from southeast Los Angeles, south central, and Oakland, California. Yeah. And uh, just not to give away too much, you know, uh, my, my grandparents had met in a in a continuation school in Oregon for, for people that were like at risk youth and like gang affiliated yeah. youth, they're from opposite ends. Right. And this is right. When it first kicked off, like in the late sixties, they, they had my mom, bro. And then my mom had me and, and I had, you know, relatives from both sides of the state. 
So I had an understanding culturally mm -hmm. of, of this conflict that uh, was very unique. I didn't have that innate hatred for anybody because yeah. of that. Same. And uh, because of that, I'm also mixed with like hella other shit, as you know. <laughs> I'm mostly Mexican, but still, you know. Uh, like I could be racist either, cause like if 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 I if I hated like like black people or white people or anything, like that's a part of my identity. All of that mm -hmm. shit, all of it, regardless of if if you can tell or not. You know, what I mean, that's partially dissing myself. Mm. So I, I I I I'll be in conversations sometimes, and like. I guess in a way I, I was meant to be a bridge between different types of people. Right. Because I, I, I'm kind of like a connecting tissue of all of that. Right. You're carnelian. You can fit in and anywhere you go. Right. Mm. Right. And that's what makes you a bridge. Right. I mean, I, I can relate to the same thing. My, my dad was from Mexicali. My mom was, my mom's family was actually uh moonshiners. And mm. so they moved from state, state to state so my mom my mom had somewhere around siblings and each one of them were born in different states and my mom was born in mississippi so my parents were both taught spoke spanish they both you know they both knew the culture they both came up that way my mom was a stay-at-home mom made tortillas at home you know cooked up that salsa like they did everything. The The culture was there, but at the same time, we were here and here was different. And there were guidelines that you had to follow. Like I was saying earlier in the comments, like my brothers, there was still segregation when my brothers were going into elementary school. And if you spoke even just a little bit of Spanish, they segregated you and you were right. put only Spanish speaking classrooms. And that terrified my parents because what they saw that as was you will always be taught less than what the white kids were going to be taught. And so because of that, they wanted us to not have that as a, um, as a wall for us to not be able to go further. But the reality is, is it created another wall for us. So the majority, like I grew up around all sorts of different types of people and I've dealt with racism. I mean, I got chased down Huntington Beach by the white supremacists and all of that fun stuff. But the majority of my lifetime of racism has actually come from Mexicans. Right. Some of it is from my own family. Yeah, I agree. How did I know this because, was coming? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, you know what? I live by that. You know, remember a uh, Selena movie when she, when the dad's talking to her and he says to her, the hard thing about like, me that, yeah. Gonna... Yeah. yeah, we got to, I have to be more Mexican than the Mexicans and more American than the Americans. Yeah. And that I have never in my life heard a truer statement. Trip right. out, trip out. Like my, what does it say? <laughs> it's blurry. Like, you that, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Like so, I, I make fun of my dad all the time. I'd be like, "Dad, you know what? Do you know, you know, when you're from Mexicali?" And he's like, "Yeah." And I said, "It's funny because the Mexicans didn't want you, 
and the Americans didn't watch you. So they threw you right in the center. And he was always like, it's always been a funny joke. But at the same time, it's like, damn, like, true. he literally lived my life. Like, yeah. I- I'm right in the center. Mm. Uh, yeah, speak on Mexican racism. My Mexican family does not like how I acknowledge how I'm mixed. Mm. They just want me just to be all Mexican. I'm like, hey, fool, what the fuck are you claiming puto African for and, and other racist shit like that? And I'm like, bro, are you really going to fucking disrespect like a part of what I am just because it makes you uncomfortable? Yes. Mm. Like, they'll, they'll say shit about Puerto Ricans, Argentinians, and all that shit, and, and uh, like, Afro-Latinos, right? And I'm like, what the fuck? So how come I'm not that way? Ah, fool, because you're different. What do you mean I'm different? It's because you know me, uh, you fucking dickhead. Like, that, that's, that's the only reason why. You see, it's easy to, to stereotype when you don't know anyone who, who you hate. That's that stereotype. But when you do meet somebody and that person's close to you, you're like, oh, you're the exception to the rule. Mm. That, that's ignorance. Right. And what sucks is it's people that I actually care about. And they'll be like, hey, shut up with that shit. You're not fucking Argentinian. You're not Puerto Rican. You're not Afro-Latino, whatever. Like, just just stop saying you're that shit. You're just Mexican. Well, my constant was um, pocha. You're just pocha. And it was funny because my dad, like, you know, my dad would always say things like that to me, but in a joking manner, right? Like, ah, you don't get it. Ah, paisa. Like he, you know, it it was a constant, it was a norm, right? And for, so for me, it was never insulting because I took it for what it was, for the actual definition, which was I'm just a Mexican who did, wasn't taught Spanish. Right. And that doesn't mean that I'm any less than anybody else. Right. And, and matter of fact, like the difference is your mom and dad taught you when you were a baby and mine didn't. I learned what I learned because I wanted to. Right. And I had to work for it. You didn't. Right. So who wanted it more? Right. And that's what people don't respect is I'm a bocha, but I'm proud of it. I am right. what I am. And I came from the people that made me that. And you can't change that. Now, uh, my Spanish is not perfect by any means, but I can still speak it. You know what I mean? So, um, but... I have siblings that can't speak barely anything. And that's not because it's my fault or my parents' fault. It's really our father's fault because he walked out at a certain point in our lives. And since I'm the oldest son, you know, I, I culturally know the most, right? Which sucks. And then uh, they didn't teach my mother and my, my grandparents because they were drug dealers and gangbangers. And they didn't want my mom to understand what they were saying. But he's he's seen how you fucked up later down the line. He's like, all right, oh, shit, I got to teach Lou how to to carry himself around his people because I see what I did to them was wrong, right? So uh, my mom experienced a lot of racism from other Mexicans, but she learned more as she, she got older. But uh, I, I, I see where you're coming from. Yeah. I went to um, to community college, and one of the things that you have to do, obviously, for your AA is uh, is do a language. And I said, right. you know, what? 
I want to see what what these people what people are teaching you in these classes and so I went and took a Spanish class and the first assumption by the teacher by the professor was to look at me and assume that I knew what she was talking about <laughs> and in one of the things I can't even remember what it was but it was something like because I was never taught past and present in Spanish which is key like that is Spanish. Right. Mm. I was never taught that. And that's because of that. I never taught my kids what I knew because I didn't want to teach them incorrectly, which is why I wanted to go to classes for it. And so I'm sitting in this classroom and my professor legit in front of the entire classroom. I asked a question about like, is this a proper word? Legit asking. And she looked back at me and said, I know that you're that you know these words, but some of these other people don't right and I looked at her like um that was a legit question and it hit me like it hurt right like this doesn't even know me and she legit even though she was in my culture looked at me and said she already knows right I legit like at the end of the classroom I'm sitting there just in my feelings about it going dude like here I am again like having to deal with this again and right. I'm trying to learn it right. And the one person that saw that I was not feeling great about it was this black man sitting next to me and who was older than me. Right. And he asked me, like, what's going on? And so when I told him, I, you know, I'm a Mexican woman. Yes. And when you look at me, that's what you see. Right. You cannot assume what people are by the color of their skin. Right. It doesn't define what their life was. You don't know. And he completely stopped her in the middle of her tracks, in the middle of the classroom, and says, t- calls her out and says, I have to let you know that you've offended this woman and she needs to be properly spoken to right now. Right. And so we went into the classroom. I told her, you know, you assumed that I knew what I'm talking about. I'm here because I don't know. And she just completely like broke down. I'm so sorry. I assumed that you knew, you know, what I was teaching. And I opened her eyes because how many times have you heard kids who are like, I speak Spanish. I'm completely fluent, but I'm taking a Spanish class because I want to get an A. Right. It's an easy A. So she already had those blinders on. She had those glasses on that were telling her everybody who's Mexican that walks in this room are walking in here because they already know because it's easy. Right. right. But because but of- look at how interesting look at how interesting this conversation has gotten. And this just shows how much of a no uh, and I welcome it because this just shows how much of a block things are that get in our path to success. Mm-hmm. Right. And this is this is just one one of the things. And see, that's the thing that when people get so discouraged of like they see that like they're a pocho pocha regardless if they know the language. I I, I think I pre- I speak pretty good Spanish, you know. I'm pretty right. fluent, I believe, you know. Right. And and yet I'm still looked down upon by Mexicans. You know, yeah. I still Mexicanos am that fucking What's that? Puro Mexicanos call me plastico all the time, bro. Like when when I like over here, like my Spanish is okay, but when I go to Mexico, they're like, "Fuck, dude, you sound stupid." Mm. I'm I like, 
anywhere without my cousins <laughs> because if somebody asked me a question I understood you I could I knew what you were saying to me but if my cousins weren't there to just blurt out whatever the answer was I was laughed at poked at it, it didn't matter what it was yeah I, I was looked down upon for being American going to like the big fucking relatives they're, they're like uh, you don't speak it right you, you don't roll your R's right or this or that in certain mm -hmm. ways like shut the fuck up at least I can speak two languages yeah you can't even I said you only speak one my brother I'm just like fuck like I, like I don't trip on bisas when they come to speak to me in English and it's like uh, it's broken English I don't care yeah, yeah. I, 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 I understand it I understand like where they're coming from at least they can speak something right yeah so then then when uh fucking you call me plastico for fucking coming over there and not speaking like a uh like a native i'm i'm chicano and i'm proud of it i mean that's that's kind of why we we came up with the term we're not completely mexican we're not completely white americans who are you honking at over there Hey, my bad, guys. I'm just joining in. I just came off uh, my play. My play. I finished off my play about like half an hour ago. I'm, I'm this is another. In. I just spent some. Let, uh, let me introduce you. This is another really bright brown man that is doing great things through the arts of storytelling and a great father, great husband. This is this is this is the the homie Gilbert. Yeah, how you guys doing? When it's no chance. doing. I'm doing well. Uh, like I said, I don't know what's going on. I just joined in. The only thing that I heard was about uh, going to Mexico and being made fun of from our people because you don't speak proper Spanish. No. Right. Uh, I could say I could relate somehow because shit, I'm an immigrant. I was brought right. here when I was I was brought here when I was five years old. So I was robbed from my culture. I was robbed from my speaking Spanish because it was implemented in my head. You gotta fit in. I learned to uh, to get rid of my accent out of survival, out of being fucking made fun of the fucking Americanos here, you know, like, oh, fucking wetback beaner. I heard every fucking insult, wetback beaner, border hopper, fucking all sorts of shit. So out of survival, I had to eliminate my accent. And then I had, a fucking, I had an issue uh, just like two months ago when I was called for an audition for a Mexican accent, and I couldn't fucking do it, but I'm like, fuck, I had this accent before, why can't I fucking do it anymore, like, I, mm. that's why I didn't get the part, right, but because I didn't have an authentic Mexican fucking accent, right, wow. I was like, ah, I, shit, like, I did trip out on me, because they're like, you're not, you're not even close to the same person that you used to be, even my own siblings, like, look at me, like, you're not the same, I was that gangster chola walking on the street talking about hey, ese, que onda? <laughs> like you know those those were my regular vocabulary and now you won't even catch any of that coming out of my mouth and yeah and that's one of the things though that like my own kids they look at me and they say wow like people do change and there's nothing yeah. wrong with that right you elevate there's you elevate you see that that i'm not gonna say ignorance but you see that slang I'm like, right. okay, and and then when you start hanging out with people outside your culture, and people you hear people speaking a different way, I'm like, okay, I gotta adapt to this because I gotta seem professional. I gotta seem like if I'm fucking educated, 
Right. You know? I'm like, oh, shit. And I, I have that issue all the time. Like, I could be a, as bogus as I can be now. But then when I was somebody else in the professional business, they look at you like, what the fuck? I can't right. work with this individual. Look, I can't work with this individual. Look at the way he speaks. What makes me think he's unable to carry himself in a professional manner when I have a lot of other celebrities here speaking? You know, so right. we got we got to learn how to switch it up. But I never forget my yeah. how I my culture, my background, and all that. But like I said, I have to get rid of my accent out of survival. Right, that, I, have, I have to get rid of you, my fucking my gangster mood or my fucking gangster slang out of survival. Right, right. but I have never forgotten where the fuck I come from. I'm a I'm an immigrant. I'm from Mexico. I've been here five years old. I'm a DACA recipient, and I'm proud of it. And I'm doing right. a lot and of shit with it. Right. That's and right. you know, I'm, right. I'm with three different things, Mexican, Puerto Rican, and Argentinian, and they all speak it differently. Mm. So I remember at family reunions and shit, they would talk shit to each other for how they spoke the same language because they spoke it a little differently. No. I'm like, what the fuck? So, like, how are you going to talk shit to me? And then them, and then like, then what's the proper way of saying shit? So like, my my slang is mixed with all three of them. Yeah. yeah. So, so like, I'm, it's it's a weird like limbo I'm in when you're mixed and you you come from people who speak different dialects of the same language. Yeah. I still but dialect, dialect, like, correct. yeah. Like I can I cannot get it out of my head ever. Like, I remember my son was my son's eighteen now, and right. would kind of gives you an idea how old I am <laughs> but my 18 now and so when he was little little like he played football right and uh I still remember to this day uh my son was trampled on the field and you know they go into all this it's football so they go into all this like yeah you know my my kid's pro at four years of age and my kids completely trampled on the field cleated on the arm and these coaches are going at each other in the middle of the field like it was freaking pro day or something. And I'm going, what the hell are you doing? My kid's laying on the floor freaking crying. He was only like four or five years old. He's bawling wow. his eyes because he had two kids at the same time step on his arms with their cleats. And they're Gross. arguing with each other over what the rules were. And so guess what? Gangster mom came out. And I, I shit you not, one of the white moms come came up to me and said, "Dang girl, like I didn't know that you could be that ghetto." The oh, inner chola came out. Yeah. <laughs> the inner and chola I, came out. I literally looked at her and I just I had to take a second because I was ready to whip her ass for her comment, and I remember uh, not whip people's asses anymore because we can go to jail. <laughs> And I had to really like pull myself back in and I said, you don't know me. You may think you know me, but you don't know me. And I carry that with me everywhere because people, like I said, they look at you from the outside and they assume that they know what the package has been through. And you don't know where I've traveled from or what roads I've been down. Yeah, Let me tell you this much. White people can be pretty fuck can get pretty fucking crazy, like like wild yeah. crazy, like especially white ladies. Oh no, like they they can stir some shit up, but oh, on some God. on some like maniac way though. <laughs> Not no chola, way. chola can fucking put a st stand down like kilo. No, like a bacha se pone pero bien maniaca la verga. <laughs> oh, but uh, 
I, I could relate on what you just said right now. You just said right now because I had a an incident uh, with one of with my my kids' counselors in at school. I started talking to her. I I, I did get loud because I'm fucking tired. I'm fucking burned out. I've been working fucking sixteen hour shifts. They call me about my son's attendance. I show up. They give this bitch ass fucking lecture, and then the <laughs> next and then my son the next day I drop him off, and I forget to give him some lunch money for his snack. You know. And I tell him, hey, I, I need to give myself some money for his snack. And my son comes to me and tells me, Daddy, get pass on me home. I haven't ate. Like, what do you mean you haven't ate? Like, yeah, they only gave us cereal with orange juice. What? Cereal with orange juice. Is that what they're giving you right now? Yeah. Okay. So I said, I want to speak to your principal. Oh, we got to set up an appointment. I'm like, and dude, I got mad. I'm like, what the fuck? You had me here yesterday at 6 a.m. in the fucking morning. Trying to lecture me how the fuck to raise my child, but yet I'm not here, and my son's telling me your fucking teacher is feeding my child cornflakes with fucking orange juice. What the fuck? I'm like, what the fuck? Right. And then so I was mad. What the fuck all that? So they called the teacher and everything. So I had a meeting with the principal, and I told her, look, you know what? I do apologize. I was out of line for screaming at you and yelling at you and disrespecting you in front of all your other students. But how will you feel? If you're working 16-hour shifts, and then the next day you got to come here, someone try to lecture you on how to raise your fucking child. Yeah. But, yeah, you're giving my child, giving my child cornflakes and cereal. What type of shit is that? It's, I, and so, you know, I do apologize, you know, this and that, you know, but Papa Bear came out of me. Right. This, this, right. Is not, this is not who I am. This is totally different. This is my child. Oh, and, and you know, bullshit, I understand, yada, yada. You know what? And I'm also in school, so I... You know, all this stress coming from school as well. Like, oh, and she looked at me, you know. But look at me, guys. Honestly, I look a fucking gangster. Yeah. And she like, oh, I didn't know you were going to school. I'm like, what do you mean? Oh, uh, I'm sorry for assuming, but I thought, you, you know, you were just a, no. First of all, I'm probably making twice as money as you are without a fucking high school diploma. I work for MTA. I work for a fucking big-ass bus company here in L.A. County. And I am going to school. I am, And I'm about to graduate next week. Woo! Okay. That's right. Oh, thank you. Appreciate it. That's so, right. Yeah, well, just like, like I said, I could relate. People just looking at me the way, by the way I look, but you don't know what the fuck I know here, whatever the fuck I have in my head, the knowledge that I fucking have. What you've been right. Yeah. Hey, you know, I get that same shit, too, when I, when I first came to, like, the universe. Those motherfuckers <laughs> thought I was just some, like, That's random... <laughs> Like Jesus. West Adams, right? And I and I walked Thank up you. there, and and they're like, "Excuse me, do you have a pass? I need to see your pass, all right?" Yeah, we don't we, we don't know want no shit. You hear me? I was like, "What what the fuck?" Like, here, this is my first yeah. day. It, they're like patting me down, shit, dude. It's like three years ago. I'm like, "What the fuck?" And I was like, and then I called them. I was like, "You just grabbed my fucking ass, bitch, for for fucking going to school." I said, "Yeah." You, I don't want to say what I said. I can't say that on live. But <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, I was just like, fuck, homie. I was like, you mean I can't come as I am to school just because you think I look just like some random fucking cholo from like yeah. a couple blocks from here? That that That's not fair to me. And I remember I made this a case with the security. This fool just fucking violated me, dog. Uh, that's why I say that. Face. That's why I say that fucking school model that they fucking have. On the fucking wall, it says, come as you are. That's bullshit. 
because of yeah, I bro. As I, as I when I come as I am, you're looking at me, you're fucking judging me, you you're sizing me up. Yep. How the fuck is that your school model? Come as you are. Right. But you you so, judge me on the, on the way I look. So my right. husband, my husband's uh, I mean almost full Italian. His mom's like a quarter Irish or something like that. But he's almost full Italian, and um, most people, if they see him, they right away assume that he's Mexican because they see me. And to make it better, our last name is Oso in Italian, not in Spanish. Sure. So they yeah. see me, and then right away they assume, oh, it's, it's Oso. Oh, you're bears. No, we're huesos. <laughs> like, <laughs> wrong. But my husband was a um, was a football coach, and. Uh, I still remember like walking up when my ba my kids were babies. They were all like little toddlers. And I remember walking up and my husband went in front of me and I walked up with my kids and I remember hearing uh, some of the moms all chatting. Oh, who is she? Who is she? We don't know who she is. I've never seen her before. And all of a sudden I hear, oh, she's their nanny. What? What the fuck? And what? I was like, this can't be real. Right? Like, people really don't do Do they? Do they really do that? Yeah, they do that. And literally, probably about three weeks later, I took my kids to the park. And I shit you not, everybody that was there were all nannies with these little white kids running around. And a Oh, couple free Spanish classes, huh? Free Spanish all class. The, the nanny walked up. <laughs> And they said, how long have you been working for the family? And I went, wow. damn. Within one month, I got it from both sides. Wow. You should have played a part. Hey, bitch, I need a, I need a raise. Oh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 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 yeah. Give me that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nah, nah, but you know what? That's that's on some... Uh, that's, that's pretty fucking crazy. But you know what? That's It's not a surprise. It's no surprise, you know. Their their minds are this narrow when it comes to like seeing things outside of uh you know what I mean and they believe it. It's not that they're just doing it to be dicks. Like they believe it. They're yeah. they're doing it out of like their actual belief of wow. like thinking that you are a nanny. Like you know what yeah. I mean shit like that. And that's and these are the people that we think of when we see a, a white person. We think of like oh that must be the the professor. That must be the the this. That must be the that the official whatever. You know what I mean. And it's yeah. like. It's the opposite when we look at each other because we've been taught that that's all we are is to believe right. that we are, what, the dishwasher, the fucking, you know, right. all this type of shit. You know what I mean? Brown, yeah. Yeah. I, I was a substitute one time, right? And check this out, right? I did a little experiment. All right, so I came in like my street clothes, right? With my fucking Ben Davis all creased up and shit, right? I had a, a dicky sweater and a Raider snapback, right? And I came in there. And those fuckers thought I was a student. And then they, they got real surprised when I checked into the office. They're like, excuse me, sir, what class are you supposed to be in? Oh, shit. And then I was like, I'm teaching photography. They're like, you're teaching photography. I was like, yeah. They're like, all right, that's funny, kid. Now go back to class. I was like, no, what the fuck? I'm like, in my early 20s, like, I have my credential to do this. And then they, they kept me back for 15 minutes. And the class already started. And there's, like, kids like, lining up, like, outside of the classroom. And then I'm like, like, fuck, I have to go do my job. You guys are, like, being dicks. Like, I don't go here. Like, I'm 
I'm, I'm literally a substitute, and I whipped out all the paperwork and everything. And then uh, they had to call people and stuff, and they're like, "Oh, shit! This 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 fool really does like this." So then I go back, and then the kids didn't believe I was actually their teacher. Like they, they're they're like, <laughs> they're like, "Who gave you the key?" And I was like, "I'm a fucking." They're a teacher. They're like, "You're lying." I'm like, "I'm not lying, fool." Look. <laughs> Or they fucking tripped out. They're like, how fucking old are you? And then, uh, and then I came the next day in a suit and stuff, like, to look more official. And then then they showed me the respect I deserved. But I kind of did it as a, as a, as a test, you see, because, like, I don't talk to people any different than, like, how I do every day. So, yeah, uh, it, it was really just, like, the fit I had on. I, I just do what I had on because I didn't have time to, like, put on anything fancy i was late so i was i just grabbed everything i could get and it was cold but that was a really funny experience and a fucked up experience all in one because yeah. i was just to myself like damn dude i i really can't be myself i really have to like put on a costume for me to like uh get into certain avenues and there, there's truth to it you really have to code switch like uh, when I worked with kids, like, for the past three years, like, in homes, the parents complained that, that I that I came in, like, gym shorts and, like, uh, Air Forces and, uh, like, a fitted cap in, in a pro club. Like, that offended them. Like, I can't be comfortable when I'm running after a, a fucking raging toddler or something. Sure. I, have to, I have to dress up like a square, dude. I don't like it. And then when my homies see me, when I come home, they clown me. They say, you, you look like Mr. Bean or something. I'm like, fuck yeah. you, guys. <laughs> That's crazy, bro. But hey, you know what? You're hey, still hey, in guys. there, but you're still doing... Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. I just want to tell you, it's really nice meeting you guys and talking to you tonight. I'm an old lady. I'm actually up past my bedtime. So... <laughs> Man, you it's all good, hey. You know what? It was a pleasure having you on here. Um, you know, you told us a lot that, um, you know, I hope someone, you know, got something from, from our, the, our talk, you know, when, when you were speaking about all the endeavors you were speaking about. And, uh, you're, you know, once again, I commend you for doing what you do because, like, that just shows that, just shows that you care about something or someone and you actually, you know, genuinely want that person to, to succeed, you know. And I hope that other people gains gains that from you, from your passion, and does it to someone else that they see should be in the in the in the you know in the limelight, and, and really get their shine because there's a lot of us that are really talented and don't get the shine because we don't have people that believe in us. And you're just a prime example of someone that believes in, in someone else, and and someone else's spark, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, oh, and congratulations on your graduation. Oh, thank I you mean, very much. I appreciate you, it. I'd be shining it from the rooftop. Yeah, yeah. I am, you know, but you know, well, there's certain things that I would like to keep uh, personal. Right. So there's like, like uh, we were, uh, me and Brown were talking earlier, there's uh, specific people who I thought were my homies and uh, now they're the ones that are putting me down. I'm like, mm-hmm. wow. Okay. He can tell you. I already talked on that earlier. <laughs> yeah, I was like, what? But it was okay. nice talking to you guys. Nice meeting you. Likewise. And don't forget to follow the page. Most That's definitely, right. I'll follow you. Just send me. I'll send me your link. Cause like I said, I just can't. I can't. I just got off my play. 
I just performed an hour ago, so I'm just full. I just joined, so I don't know exactly your name. My name is Gilbert. By I'll the send way. it to you, bro. All right, yeah, I'll send it to you, bro. Simon, for sure. Yeah. Have a nice good night. Thank you, guys. Bye. Have a good night. Yeah, appreciate it. Hey, homie, so you're, you're, a, you're a stage actor, right? Uh, so far, bro, I've been doing background for almost like four to five years. And uh, I have a, I got, I wrote a story about my, I wrote the story of myself just to write it. And a colleague of mine's, he got, I got, I showed him my, my story and he showed it to someone else. Right. And that person who picked up my story, he read it. No, he, I was lucky, I was blessed that he, he's a, he used to work for Disney. So he wrote uh, the play, um, how Jennifer Aniston stole my life. So he read, right. he read my, he read my story. He liked it, and he told me, "Look, man, we go. We we're thinking of doing some collaboration. Are you interested?" Like, yeah, for sure, cool. So we we wrote it, we performed it, and you know, by the blessings blessings of God, brother, somebody picked picked up my story, and they told me, "Hey, we're gonna pay for you to go to school." Go to school, learn this shit. Go to school. Wow, man. And I was already fucking doing background, and I kept thinking to myself, you know what? Fuck background. I want to do something else. I want to keep get um get speaking roles and all that shit. Right. But I fell into depression, bro. And I was bitter. I was angry. I was mad at my own crew because they were doing shit that I wasn't able to do. You know that. That I was, I'm mad at them because I didn't have nothing going for myself. Right. And so I'm like, oh, yeah, bro. I'm like, what the fuck? This is not their fault. This, me being bitter and all that shit is not their fault because they're doing something to elevate themselves and I'm not. And I'm out here talking shit, being all mad and angry at them. Fuck them. And that's why I said, I like, unfortunately, that's a homie who got buttered with me because I didn't take him to film on American Gigolo. It's a pilot. It's still not out yet, but I put it out there, bro, on Instagram. Hey, whoever wants to come as an extra, hit me up ASAP because we need people ASAP. Um, he hit me up. And I told him, all right, bro, I'm going to call you tomorrow. I'm going to give you the time and date. You have to show up, bro. Shooting's at 7 a.m., but if you get there at 7 a.m., you're late. Please be here at 6 a.m. so I can give you the rundown. Mm. That phone never hit me up. Someone else hit me up, so I took that other person, and he got buttered about it. And ever since then, he's been dissing me. He's been like, oh, you're not an actor. Just give it up. Oh, you're fucking fat ass. All sorts of shit. What the fuck? Yeah, bro. Nah, I was cordial about it, bro, because I even told him, bro, bro, it's cool. You could be mad at me all you want. You could this shit at me all you want. You could talk shit to me all you want. You throw me your, throw me your pain. Throw me your bitterness because I was you at one point. I was in your shoes at one time when I seen my homie shiny and I was mad at them because I didn't have nothing going for myself. Right. Uh, after that, he, shit, he just blocked me like two days ago. <laughs> he blocked me off his fucking page. I'm like, okay, cool. I was being cordial with you. I didn't disrespect you. I was being cool. If I was another, if I was a person fucking maybe last year, two years ago, then like, all right, for you, you're not going to respect me verbally. Okay. You're going to respect me physically. Right. But cool. Uh, I know. He, he did me. I... He did. Go ahead, bro. I know it's like to be disrespected by your own people, bro, when you come growing up. Like, trust me. Yeah. Complete strangers are going to back you up more than the people who've known you your whole fucking life sometimes. Yeah, That's a cool part. And, and you see, the reason for that is 
they're never going to change, right? They're never yeah. going to nothing. That's why they never change. Right? Fire they don't have no Yeah. And um, I, I, it is, I guess, maybe some, some part my fault, bro, because I allowed that person to control me. Mm. At that time in my time of life when I was fucking on a fucking alcoholic, when I was a fucking drug addict, because he provided me all that shit, the drugs, the alcohol, the liquor, uh, without respect for my wife, the bitches, you know what I mean? So, right. um, yeah, but I allow him to control me mentally, bro, and fucking disrespect me and, and tell me, oh, you're not good enough, and yada, yada, All right, if I allowed you to do that shit, like, fucking five years ago, bro, like, fuck that, I broke out of that shit. Now I'm doing something for myself, I'm doing something for my family. You know, like, <laughs> fuck that. And just because he's stuck in that shit. And he keeps telling me that I'm, I'm not an actor, which is cool. It's fine. Tell me you're not an, I'm not an actor. Tell me that. All sorts of shit, bro. But I, I'm also not a fucking 40-year-old tiger still living at my mom's house, still having my girl take care, taking care of me, which is nothing wrong with it, bro. I, you know, if your girl's you, girl rather die and she's helping you out, then, oh, you know, by all means, bro. But you're fucking 40 years old with a 10-year-old kid. Still fucking tagging up the walls, having proving something, bro. Like, what the fuck do you have to prove by tagging the fucking walls at 40 years old? Leave that shit for a fucking teenager. Leave that shit right. for the youngsters. Yeah. So, yeah, bro. So right. that, now, let me ask you this, bro. Let me ask you this. When someone is like, you know, feeling in that dark energy, and and I think all three of us have gone through that, bro. I can feel it that we we've gone through that stage where you know it's just everywhere anything you do is just it has that dark cloud over you what would you suggest to someone that's in that position right now to kind of uh get their energy off of that you know bad energy into some some good positive feel good energy that they can uh, actually be productive fuck bro i could just speak experience uh, speak it out of my own experience Bro, I got tired of being the fucking victim, bro. I got tired of fucking blaming people for my misery. I got tired of looking at people and honestly faking the funk. I'm like, yeah, fool, congratulations, fool. You're, ha I'm happy for you. You're, you're doing something. When in reality, deep down inside me, I'm fucking hating on that fucking person. I'm mad at him because he's doing something that I'm not. He's fucking elevating his fucking self, and while I'm still here, fucking getting drunk, getting high. So, just go for it, dog. Like, laugh at it. I, I posted something up from a quote. I heard it earlier today or two days ago. I posted on my grand, bro. It's like, I'd rather be that person who get laughed at for doing something that I like to do yeah. than being the person who laughs at himself, being mad at himself for not doing it. And only, like, yeah, for me, like, and like I said, bro, I had this conversation. Uh, with my with my uh, with my mentor, shout out to Manny Jimenez. That's my mentor. You know, he's a fucking dope guy, really cool ass people. You know, um, I had this conversation yeah. with um with the main main boss from from the streets to the set. That yeah, I was mad at the crew. I was mad at everybody because I wasn't doing shit for myself. I was fucking bitter. I was like, fuck all you fools, you know. And, but now that I have something going for myself, now I'm happy, dude. I'm fucking, I'm relieved. I'm I'm stress free. For me, theater is therapy, bro. Like, mm. I could be someone else. I could fucking 
scream at you. I could scream at. I could even scream. Um, luckily, I, I've been blessed enough, bro, that my my acting coach and my professor, they give me the keys to go inside the fucking theater and chill by myself and fucking talk to myself and scream and all that shit, bro. So that's funny. fucking very therapeutic, bro. Yeah, man. I love acting too, even though that's not my main thing. Because I learned how to act because I'm a screenwriter. Okay, okay, that's what's up. Because I, 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 I kind of want to understand if I'm gonna ask you to do something, I'm not gonna ask you to do it if I wouldn't do it myself. Yeah, and I, most definitely. And I, I often feel times screenwriters and directors can be dicks because they're yeah. expecting you to do something that you really can't do. That's not realistic. Yeah. So they do, like, hundreds of takes and exhaust the shit out of you. Yeah, bro. Uh, I'm not going to be that type of guy. So, but but what I do know about acting, acting allowed me to to channel all my negative energy, all my hurt and all my pain, and portray it in a different person, you know? But still, yeah. feel that person's, like, empathy. You know, you, 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 you can relate to that person somehow. Yeah. You draw from past experience. Yeah, that's that's emotion that's that's emotional acting. Right. That's emotional acting, brother. Uh as far as that bro, there's plenty of other ways how to deliver it. Deliver your fucking scene. You know, there's many verbs out there on how to fucking deliver your scene, you know? There's fucking right. anger. There's fucking laughter. There's fucking emo um, intimidation. It's a lot right. of fucking ways how to deliver your fucking scream. Now it just depends. You gotta be in the fucking mood and it's like read that shit. Like okay, you gotta understand the fucking. You gotta first you gotta learn how to read the script. Right. If you, because if you can't learn how to read the script, then you're not good for me. They're not. Motivated. They're not good for you. Like, why can't you fucking read the script and follow directions? You gotta learn how to fucking follow directions. Right. Secondly. Secondly, you gotta learn how to fucking listen. Right. Emotional, and you got. And third is you gotta know how to react to it, because like same way me and you're having a conversation right now, we're having a a normal conversation, but when we're on stage, I expect you to carry your fucking weight because I'm I'm coming in here, bro. I'm getting in. I'm here. I I don't give a fuck. I'm very competitive. Right. I I expect you to fucking carry your weight because I'm coming after you, bro. I'm throwing my fucking lines. I'm throwing my lines at you, and you better come at me, bro, because I'm not going to be sweating out here for nothing, bro. I'm fucking, I'm pretty competitive. I got to fucking hear you. Earn my fucking, earn my fucking respect. Right. I see you, I, I, I just see you as, as a fucking understudy. Right. Yeah, bro. For sure, man. When it uh, comes you know to what? Go ahead. Nah, go ahead, bro, go ahead. Stage acting is, is really difficult. I would say more than film acting. Some people say the opposite. I say stage acting is more difficult because you got to get that shit right the first time opening night. Fuck and, if you fuck, and if you fuck it up, everybody knows, and then the show's fucked up because you fucked up. Yeah, bro. That happened. Go ahead, bro. <laughs> I know you got something to say, but uh, yeah, if if you fuck it up, literally the whole show is ruined because of one person. And and oh, that yeah. that that's fucked up to the director, the people in stagecraft, the people who hosted the event, all the other actors, and the audience. Yeah, you see what I mean? It, it's, yeah. it's 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 kind of like competitive sports more than it is like uh, 
you know, the, like filmmaking. Just think about it, because you gotta perform that shit right the first time. Well, exactly, you know, yeah. Everyone's gonna know. Well, exactly, yeah, bro. That that happened to me today. I just finished my fucking my stage, bro. My performance, bro. Like I almost fucked this one up, but luckily it had to do with fucking homelessness and alcohol. So I I I, I forgot one of my lines. So I started shaking, pretending that I'm a fucking uh, that I am I am an alcoholic. So I started like you know like I don't know the, what's that word when you need you need alcohol and you don't have it. Um, and you're fucking, yeah, withdrawal shit. I was like, oh. and I started uh, I started like, shaking, and then I like you know, went went with my role. I went I went with it. I was like, uh, I am a fucking I am a bum. I gave up my career, my talent, offered liquor. Liquor I liked, liquor that tastes all so good, liquor that make me feel good. Should I feel guilty for that? I was on top of the world. Now I have nothing to my name. The world doesn't move for me anymore. Life goes on, people move on. I've been written off the show. And I killed myself. That shit. That one line fucked me up, bro. But, I, but luckily, it had to do with alcohol, so I fucking reacted to it, like, all right, I'm a fucking shiver, so I could fucking keep on going, dog. You know? Right. That's what's up, man. Yeah, like That's you said, up. bro. Filming, film, filming, and stage acting is stage is way fucking difficult because you only get one take. Right. And filming, if you fuck it up, you keep repeating and repeating and repeating and repeating it, and then they got production to fucking edit all sorts of shit. But right. stay at you, bro. That's it. You only get one take, and you're fucked. That's it, bro. What up? What up? In your hey, career, that's that's really what what fucks people over when it comes to stage. You you some people could have had a perfect record of acting. One night could fuck you up. Just like there's a Spider-Man production in New York on yeah. Broadway. And uh, I can't remember when one of the actors who played Spider-Man fucked up when he was like doing the stunt while he was like character acting, and yeah. he fell off with a fucking set. He broke all his bones. No one wanted to hire him anymore. Oh, no because, because, because not only a fucking liability, liability, a liability, yeah. and he's a shitty actor. So for oh, those, I wait. this fool. They never hired him again. Damn. It's like a or something now. Damn, crazy, bro. Damn, I'm gonna... It was good. Cuba, 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 what like an hour ago? Yeah, he bro, was on stage that, performing yeah. that uh that theater and uh, just give us a little taste of that. But uh now, nah, bro, we're we're just discussing motivation. That's the main topic. But uh, we went off talking about some other stuff that it it did still pertain to motivation because that's what keeps us from becoming the best us and staying motivated on the daily. You know. We, uh, we brought up like racism, like, um, you know, race within our, you know, racism within our own, you know, that keeps us from becoming the best us because we, then we start, 
then we start fucking not trusting our own and shit. Well, and how many I times mean, have we gone through that? You know what I mean? I mean, the the trust issue doesn't even have to evolve your own race. That's just been happening since day one. Facts. You know, so so if you if you stay like I keep on telling everybody out there that uh that has a podcast or or creating one or evolving to something what what stops you guys not guys dispense let me let me clarify my words what stops people from evolving is because you're throwing shit on, on on somebody else's podcast off the top already and you haven't even met the person or or or, or reached out or they probably never hit you back on the DM so you but you just throwing their, their their podcast name out there is that it's like that's where we're wrong and I, and I try to tell people when you're on my podcast, don't talk about nobody else's podcast, dog. You know, respectfully. I say that right off top. Do not give them that cloud chase. If they shined you off, that's why you're on my shit. Don't yeah. give them the benefit of that. You know? You know what I'm saying? Who's that? The, uh, Cuervo? Cuervo. <laughs> Cuervo's my boy, dog. I just met him, man. And, and again, so, it goes back to what I'm telling you guys, dog. Uh, respectfully, as grown people... Uh, to pro, pro, draw your energy into your own podcast and do your own wave dog and, and try not to touch certain subjects that we're not supposed to be talking about, you know? I always keep on preaching that, you know? Like, don't dig in too much on something that we don't have an answer to, dog. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's better not to know than to know. Fuck it, homie. Just push it to the side and and see what, what what's next, what's coming to you, what God's got planned for you mañana. You know what I'm saying? Don't dwell on all that negative energy, G, like, or the energy that people try to throw your way because you're starting a podcast and people want, one comment could get to your head. Why? Delete it. Block it. Bye. You know what I'm saying? It's and a lot that. of people don't know how to do that. Yeah, yeah. you got you to gotta block that negative energy. And caliente. Right. And caliente. You know, so like I tell you, bro, it's all about the energy and the environment that you bring people onto this stuff, bro. And and I'm very selective on who comes on my podcast. I believe me or not, dog. You know, because I'm not gonna let somebody come into my podcast and control the conversation. That's not gonna happen. And I don't want to tell people on my podcast like, "Hey, homie, it's my podcast, not yours." It's my rules, you know. And I don't. And like I said, there's no retake or nothing, homie. So whatever is running. That's what they're going to watch on Sunday night. Yeah. You know, and, and, and I say that respectfully, dog. You know what I'm saying? Because there's a, there's a lot. There's a couple of people that have to block people from talking about. Like, I'm not trying to, like, like block them. We have one hour to talk, dog. So if I hear you, blah, 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 blah. I need to cut you real quick, homie. Let's move to the next subject. Let's move to the next. We have 60 minutes or less to talk about this whole thing. So don't dwell on one topic. And and that's why that's why I cut people out. Like, hey, that well, now let's talk about the Dodgers. You know, like, like let, let me switch How it about up the real Dodgers? quick. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know. That's just me, dog. One you know, quick thing that I uh, that I recently heard about the Dodgers' history, bro. They have a dark fucking history, bro. Taking away... Taking away the land... Taking away the land of indigenous people, bro, that were living in that in that in the land of the where the dogs right are. Right here, at. yeah, it's right here by Echo Park, bro. 
they had a hey, I I found out that they had a they had a fucking beautiful uh uh you know coexisting environment where everyone had a uh, a chance to be able to be homeowners and all like you know they were getting paid well, well, great they're, they're fucking wages fighting, they're still fighting for that to this day yeah but, but again, my question is check this out bro my question is why are there Dodger fans from the same city where they got taken out from. Why is there no rebuttal from the people, you know, for the Dodgers? It's like it's like this, but you still go to the game. You know, you you can dwell on the on the little city that, that, that's There's trying to take that place back because you're outnumbered, homie. So strengthen numbers. So if you don't like that part, move out of that little community, homie. Yeah. You got options in this world. You cannot fight for something that you're outnumbered, and and they're not gonna pass it. So stop trying to dwell on it. And if you don't like it, move to another city and let that part be. But if you're trying to claim it like the natives or something there, good luck. Oh yeah, fuck yeah. I'm, I'm gonna be honest, dog. Good <laughs> yeah, luck. No, of course. Yeah. Stop throwing so much energy. Like, but they took this. They took that. That's fine. And they used to play. Fucking ball in Brooklyn, the Brooklyn Dodgers, the bums, dog. Like, yeah. it goes back to that. They came to LA, all right, but who cares, dog? You know, yeah. it's just sports. You know, but a lot of people that that live in that community take. It I actually see sports as a religion, bro. I don't know. Yeah, you see it so, that so, way. So, if they, man, bro, you don't even want to talk sports with me. That I get <laughs> ESPN, dog. You know, and yeah. um, but like, like, if you don't like something that's happening within your community. And you want to take pride of taking something back. Those are the Dodgers. They ain't going to give you shit back, homie. No, fuck no. <laughs> I'm, well, yeah. how do you want me to tell you, dog? Tell you, oh, we got a joint string forces together. <laughs> like, I live in the A1A Valley, dog. Like, yeah. that's none of my business again, you know? Like, yeah. sorry. I don't live in the, in, the, in the little forest, four little uh, section part. Not not to the... Uh, 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 I'm not saying putting them down or nothing, but... If you don't have strength in numbers, dog, you can keep trying and fighting and fighting. Oh, yeah. Man, it's not going to happen, dog. You're going to die. That's for anything, bro. Kids yeah. are going to die trying to get that land. And they're not going to get it, of course. bro. You know? Of course. And life goes yeah. on, homie. If you don't like it, move to the next city over. Exactly. You see? And I just thought to bring that up because uh, a lot of people don't know to this day, don't know that history and... um I think it's important to know things like that. You know what I mean? I I actually went with my boy. I went with my boy to to a meeting about that. And I told that for what am I doing here, homie? I'm from the Vikings. Like, I just told him, he's like, well, we're trying to raise money. Well, fuck, homie, you know how much money you really got to raise to make a change, dog? I'm not talking about a couple thousand dollars, homie. We're talking $200,000 or more to make an impact, dog. And that's just just not going to happen, bro. So all that now, how about this? Now, how about this? I this way of of uh, I'm I'm reading something in the comments. Now, what do you think about someone that it's fits this criteria? If it don't affect me, I don't give a fuck. Hey, if if gas prices affecting you, yes or no? You know, if it's too high for you, stay home. And remember this. I told I told this to my homeboy. I'm like, what they're doing right now with gas prices? All they're doing is. All that stimulus check that a lot of people out here, right here, got fucking ten, twenty thousand dollars, and you spend it, they're just getting the money back with interest at the pump, homie. Why you mad? 
<laughs> hey, I didn't think about it that way, bro. But, hey, that's a good way to look at it. That's a good way to look at it. I'm telling you, my mind's works different, but they're just catching the feria back with yeah. interest. All those little trips you took to Vegas, you took, went to Mexico, and you came, and you, you blew out 20 bands. Now they're getting you at the pump, homie. They, they got to get this. That money's just borrowed, dog, but they're going to get it back one way or another, dog. They see. That's what they're fucking taking forever to get my fucking reimbursement back, bro. I mean, <laughs> bro. I did my shit, my taxes in March. I still haven't gotten shit, dog. Oh, hey, and, and you might end up bowling, homie. That's the bad part. <laughs> I know. <laughs> okay, you, you, but, you, but you see how, how, the, how hey, la, la voltita da vueltas, dog, but they're not going to forget anybody, homie. They just hell let yeah. you borrow that money, dog. Hell yeah, hell yeah. Now you're paying it at the pump. You're like, $8? What? Like. It's deeper than that, bro. It's deeper than that. Our lives are borrowed. If you think about it, big dog, like you really think about it, bro, we're spoiled. I mean, we're really fucking spoiled because if we could spend forty, fifty dollars on a motherfucking meal, why can't we spend forty, fifty dollars on our on our fucking car that takes us to our fucking job that takes us to pick up our yeah, pick us up our pick our kids up. You know what I mean? Like, why the fuck are we complaining about eight dollars a fucking gallon? Where we spend twenty, thirty dollars on some bullshit that we so, don't so need. What do you think about people waiting at Costco like two hours to pump gas when you could have just gone to the next gas station, save those? I mean, it's gonna cost you ten cents more, but yeah. I'm gonna get on with my life. <laughs> bro, I went to Costco three days ago. That fucking line was huge, dog. Like, okay, what the so, fuck? So how long was I it? How long did it take you to pump? I didn't pump. I want to get some food. <laughs> like, fuck food, that shit, right? Fuck that shit. <laughs> so, <laughs> but, but look at how the mind things. I, I'm yeah. going to save $5. Those $5, I could two hours, I could have made 50 bucks, bro. Like, no, yeah. I'm just going to pump at the Chevron or yeah. 76 and keep it moving, bro. But a lot of people, in their numbers in their head, they're like, no, I'm going to go to Costco. Well, go ahead. I already done all, everything I had to do by the time that you barely pumping gas at Costco, bro. <laughs> Hell yeah, fuck that three-hour waits, bro, to pump gas? Oh, Come on, man. All for 10 cents cheaper? Just for 10 cents? Oh. Come on, what bro. That's, like, that's what I'm trying to tell Damn. you. The politics of the world, bro. Yeah. Man. I just you know, you know, Masveo, I don't even have a Costco card no more. I don't even go there for nothing. Yeah, I just go for, I go for the diapers uh, and the wipes, my boy. Hey, shout out to all the fools that you know? use wipes, homie. I've been telling people to use wipes to wipe that. Them if you know, you know, bro. If you know, you know, you know, you know, you know. bro. <laughs> you know, not only for the, the babies, homies, for the bottles, too. With, with oh, your yeah. stink ass. If you know, you know. Oh, yeah, <laughs> people that don't have them. You know, like make sure sure you're straight, G. Yep. Uh, you know yeah. what I'm saying? And um just don't ever dwell too much on a specific uh topic, dog, and keep it moving, my G. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like because we're not we're not no Illuminatis. We we ain't no uh uh elites. We ain't shit, dog. We're the bottom of the barrel yeah. trying to decipher oh, yeah. something, I mean. We don't agree with it, okay, we fucking hated it so much, but this fucking gabachos have control of every motherfucking thing that. Yeah, yeah. Well, hey, fool, but it's like it's like they said it in blood and blood out. 
white is the, is the you know white is the color mm -hmm. you know like it's been like that since day one homie we're if we are people of color we're always going to be looked down as no matter what even if you become a uh let's say a, a mexican or a chicano with good money and you want to blend in with the white people you can come in our circle but you're not going to be part of the circle hey trip out on this view bro black people are are big right with with their platforms and you know they get accepted within entertainment and 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 in the in the big way right i mean we got the will smiths the fucking you know like the chris rock was they fucking uh they put them in positions where people can make fun of them they're like the 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 fucking um you know like the people that people make fun of bro black people are because they want to be on top and they are, they are, they are getting that feria, but they put them in positions where they can make be made fun of, bro. They're like the clowns sometimes. Whoa, sometimes they gotta wear a dress too to come up. Exactly, and I'm just happy that Raza, you and know, Raza. Guess who's making them wear that that dress? That white man. The white man. Thank the you, white man, bro. You know what I'm saying? All men, all men stink alike. Why? Oh, you gotta go embarrass yourself, or you you gonna blow up out of this? I seen Gucci man wearing a dress. I seen Future wear a dress. It's something that they gotta. It's like a ritual, dog. Like to yeah. get to that next level up, dog. Oh, yeah. You know, and it, hey, how you you never catch me wearing no dress. What the fuck is wrong with you guys, bro? That's when you know Rasa ain't on top of that shit because we ain't doing none of that shit. We ain't doing none of that, but we're always going to stay where we're at. And that's why I always tell you guys, make your own independent moves. Shout out to you, homie, that you did your state, your thing on stage. You feel me? Yeah, uh, gracias, gracias. I, I used to rap before, dog, you know, like back from 2000 to 2010. I did it for a good 10 years, dog. Uh, and like I said, I know what it feels to like, bam, oh shit, what's my next lyric? Because you're already like, you're thinking about it, but you just can't freeze it. You better, the show must go on. Oh, yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, and yeah. it's the same thing for, for when you're doing a podcast. Make sure the words that you're saying are correct because the whole world is going to see it on Sunday night. Yeah. You know, and there's no retakes. You know what I'm saying? So if you say something about a different race or something, some people from a different race might jump on the podcast and be like, well, why is he downgrading us? Or, or like, why did he say that about uh, us, uh, not Mexicans, but let's say... Why? Well, why are you downgrading the the Sudamericanos? You know, the, the Dominicanos, the Puerto Ricanos, the Salvadorians. Like somebody's gonna find a way to nitpick that, dog. Yeah. And you can't please everybody, bro. So at the end of the day, if you don't like it, if the shoe fits, well then fuck it. You know, right, that's right. And, and that's why I try to carry myself correctly in my podcast, and, and I like to stick to a certain topic. Life topics. I don't like to get a lot involved with the with the politics shit, homie, because we ain't gonna do nothing about it and at the end of the day if you say something wrong, you're gonna get a phone call, dog. And you don't wanna get a phone call from inside, dog. Oh yeah. You know people people get too comfortable with their tongue on platforms. Little do you know if you're talking like that inside the pen, you ain't gonna make it by tonight. Oh yeah. All right, all right, big dogs. Hey, no? I apologize no. for cutting you guys off, but I'm fucking tired. I, I'm exhausted, bro. And I gotta tomorrow. I gotta start writing another script. I gotta work on. So, I'm, 
I'm gonna take. I'm gonna go to sleep. Good night, guys. Appreciate the time. It was pleasure. Hey, you know what? Hey, real quick, um, Beto, um, the the homie that was on here right now earlier, um, he goes by Sweet Lou. He had yeah. that uh, platform, um, Old Souls. Pues yeah. ese vato, man, I was telling them, you know what? We should have a, a people that are into like the whole script writing and and wanting to get into like you know, you know, doing the whole pues you know e even filmmaking or whatever, you know, making a film yeah. or whatnot. Este, we should like have a little sit down and, and really you know exchange ideas, bro, and, and do make something happen between us. Yeah, yeah, you know yeah, what I mean. Yeah, I'm down with it, bro. I already yeah. told you. Yeah, most definitely, I'm with it. Let's sit down. Let's collaborate. Let's write something. That's right. I mean, shit. You have you have the fucking supplies. You have the you have the cameras. You have every motherfucking thing. Then your homie, I don't know, know him personally, or whatever, but I'm sure he has something to do. Have something to collaborate with. Oh, I got my writing and I got my performing. We could do something, G. Um, like I said, we're, I'm still working on the on the fucking uh. Arts and visual performings with over here with another program, Journey House. That's that's still in the. Oh, that's words. the one you told me about. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, that's still in the world. Right. Um, I'm part of the fucking board. I am a part of the board. So there's a lot of decision making that's gonna happen then. So hopefully you guys are able, able to come and join and shit. Um, I don't know where you from, guy. I'm, I'm from LA right now. Or you, or I'm from Silmar. Oh, oh, there you go. Yeah, and uh, from the Valley. Oh, that's cool, bro. Um, I'm, part, I'm, part of, I'm part of SKM, SK Mob, Conejo's label. Oh, shit, okay, yeah, yeah. I met Conejo's uh, fucking lawyer about three yes. or four years ago. Nicholas Rosenberg. Yeah, 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 there you go. Those are I my peoples. That's what's up. Conejo's my brother, dog. Oh, no way, okay, that's him, man, dog. They, they, they call me Predict. Predict, cool, cool. Mucho gusto, Don Beto, Don Gilbert, bro. Igualmente. Um, so, yeah, this program that we're, what we're working on, it's, it's basically specifically for formerly incarcerated people or people who were in the foster care system, 18 and over, because we don't want to deal with the legality of 16, 15 years old. Cause we still have to deal with their parents, with their school, and we're getting all sorts of fucking permits. So this is going to be 18 and over program. And also, yeah, it's, it's still in the works. Hopefully, uh, you're able to join us, Brown, and uh, my boy. That's right. And say we could collaborate. Cause I, bro, I have, I'm, I gotta finish up my other writing. And see, yeah, my boy, I'm fucking falling asleep right here, big dog. I appreciate yeah, yeah, you yeah, having me on here. Hey, gracias, uh, man, gracias. You know what? The man, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna call this uh, a wrap, también, cause uh, we've been on here for like about three hours. So, uh, you know what I mean? This is a fucking dope conversation, and I know this is just, this is just tapping on the surface on, uh, you know what, what keeps us going, what, what fucking. What are the barriers that keeps us from becoming the fucking success that we can be and shit? And, and we we touched on a lot of you know subjects of what can be the barriers and what can keeps us keep us going even further. Um, yeah. But I, th there's more. There's, there's a bunch more. You know what I mean? There's, you know, there's a whole lot of stuff that so, keeps us. Just grab the, the bull by the horns, homie. Hell yeah. yeah! Hey, you know what? Uh, last thing that that my my boy, uh, I was just with that for uh, at an end of concert. My boy Sin, Sin the artist. Uh, he wants to start doing a, a camp, uh, a writing camp. So I'll, con oh, I'll, I'll bring that over to you guys too if Fuck if yeah. you guys are interested in that as well. I, I was just talking yeah, to him yeah. a couple of days ago. He wants to do a writing <laughs> camp for anything, for rapping, screenwriting, all sorts of shit. So, yeah, there's, there's a lot of shit. We got to actually sit down and fucking collab and talk, bro, you know? Yeah. Because, like, um, the, you know, the Morenos are doing it. 
fucking the Arma Armenians and all the fucking Chinos and all that shit are doing it for their raza. Why can't we fucking do it for our own? You know, and, and I'm not trying to be speak up politics and be all racial and all that shit because I am not racist, bro. The, and, and, you know, and I say this kind of like, I don't know if it's a fucked up thing to say, but the people who have been helping me out a lot, bro, and it's not my raza. It's it never fucking, will. It's the fucking Morenos, dog. The Morenos have been giving me fucking help. I like my 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 boss right now, mom. My night shift boss for my second job. It's a Moreno, and I told him, "Hey, bro, you know what? Uh, I want to take this class. You know, I'm, I'm probably gonna have to leave work. Like, you don't have to leave work. I'm gonna give you the opportunity to go to class, handle it, but keep that between you and I. Don't tell nobody else. Yeah." And that's a Moreno, bro. A Rasta, Rasta wouldn't let me fucking let me do that shit. Like, nah, fuck it. You got to get to work. Yeah. Crazy, huh? But yeah, man, I'm out too, G. All right, bro. Hey, gracias for joining in. And, uh, and uh, you know, and I appreciate everyone that joined the live, the comments and all that. And, uh, yeah, you know, this was a great talk. People, we, we talked about that motivation, what keeps us going. You know what I mean? And uh, it's lovely. Like, always, you know what I mean? I want to make sure that people you know at least learn something i hope that people learn something from this talk because that's what i'm doing it for for people to like you know really gain something from it mm -hmm. and uh feel like they're in the environment where it's like you know relatable and just just don't forget that you know that you're not alone in whatever you're going through you know what i mean we're all going through some shit but it's a place and time for everything and this is a place for that you know what i mean so uh i'm going to keep providing that and uh, and i hope if someone has the urge of starting their own platform, fucking go for it. That's what we yeah. need more of that shit. Fuck yeah, bro. And that's what I fucking try to encourage everybody, bro. Like, fuck yeah, fool. Like, I was talking to my wife about that. Like, baby, like, for my wife, she has a fucking talent with makeup, bro. Like, I'm pretty sure you've seen my post when I show her off. Bro. And I don't give a fuck. Everybody could call me a lame. They could call me a fucking sprung bitch and... Whatever the fuck. I don't give a fuck, fool. That's my wife. That's my ride or die. She's been with me since I had nothing, bro. So I was on the fucking bus when I was a fucking alcoholic, when I was in rehab. She was working while I was at home. I stood home for almost two years. She was handing her business, taking care of me, taking care of my son. So it was, now it's my turn to fucking help her, bro. Help her fucking exceed. Help her fucking ele elevate herself on her talent, bro. My wife has a fucking talent with makeup. She's a, you know, with makeup, she does her own makeup and all that shit. And uh, a lot of my coworkers, my female coworkers, ask me, hey, when is your wife gonna able to do my makeup? Tell her she could do my makeup. Tell her she how much she she charge me. But my wife's a little bit timid. My wife's not really street streetwise, you know, like she's more uh, a home a homebody. Yeah. Yeah, bro. So I'm trying to elevate my wife too, bro. Like, yeah. It just it just yeah. making her understand that 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 you know, in order for her to see. Cause she, I'm sure she has her own dream, I mean, her own visions, you know what I mean? In order for yeah. that to come to fruition, she needs to be comfortable with all types of circumstances, talking to all types of different people, because that's, that's what the industry is, you know what I mean? I think it takes time. You need to be exposed to certain people to, to learn how, you know, different people function, you know? Fuck yeah, bro. That's, that's like straight one topic. That's what, I, that's what I mentioned, bro. Like, it sucks so that we can't be ourselves in a specific place because we got to learn how to fucking be professional and how to speak to people at the right time, at the right moment. 
like with you and with you with every, with everybody else I could be all fucking oh yeah fuck this fuck that and use slang terms and all that shit but when I'm in a professional fucking place yes sir not a problem let's take care of it you know let's handle the situation uh, whatever it may be we can be all cordial and be concrete about anything that we can be fixed you see how easily I am, I'm fucking able to change my fucking my the way I'm speaking yeah. and bro, bro. We gotta run out of that for fucking shit, bro. With everybody, I'm comfortable. Yeah, I'm comfortable. Right. Everybody, hey, what's up, fool? Fuck you and fuck you and fuck that. On the set, you feel more on fucking in theater shit, dog. You gotta be as professional as you could fucking be. Because people talk, bro. People fucking talk. Producers talk about themselves. Writers talk about themselves. Actors talk about themselves. You know, so like within each other, so like eventually, bro, you're gonna get blacklisted somehow, some way. Oh shit! Yeah, bro. <laughs> oh yeah, G. But yeah, I'm gonna pull you out. That's right. Second of fucking ahorita. I'm gonna be home for the next week until Thursday. You wanna call me up in the afternoon, in the morning? You wanna collab? You wanna start writing something? Just shoot me ideas, and we could fucking go for it, dog. You know, like. I'm down with it. I already spoke to Berenista Mien earlier today. I, I came. She, she, she showed up to my play. I, I, she oh, is that right? That's me. Yeah, yeah. She showed up. I told hey, you know what? I've been wanting to pitch this idea for us to write our own fucking stories, for us to fucking do our own films. I was like, fuck. Okay, we're, we've been in people's films. We've been in people's videos. We've been, in, we, oh, we've been helping people and all that shit. Now it's time to focus on ourselves. So like, let's do our own fucking films. We have the cameras. We have the, the writers. We have the rappers. Let's write our own shit. Let's fucking produce our own shit. So, yeah, that's a topic that we most definitely we should be having in the next meeting, bro. And, yeah, bro. Let me know when you're able to come to LA, bro. I want to go. I want to go. That you know, like my car situation, bro. Like I was about oh, to go a couple weeks ago. Oh, yeah. Remember I told you my yeah. car situation, bro. I'm still dealing with that shit. I, should we have to get a rental and all that? Because uh, I didn't have no warranty, so I got that extended warranty and shit. So hopefully I can get that shit fixed. That's just gonna cost me a pretty penny, bro. And I, I ain't got all that. Oh uh, yeah, so bro, I feel you, bro. Fuck yeah, there's bro. always ways around shit, bro. There's always ways around it. And, uh, yeah, best believe, bro. I, I'm gonna hey, hey, this fucking project, bro. This project, I already got some people. I think I'm about to get little Rob on on the fucking song, bro, for this fucking album, bro. And oh, the fucking... one you, you, the one you asked me for that that that. that G Funk the Mind, Simon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Mind. I'm gonna. I already got, bro. What's that Chingon pinch album, bro? It's gonna be fucking. I got. I already got some plans to fucking um. I'm uh, I'm gonna be making a music video with some bato from from Atlanta. He goes by right. Aztec Speech. I don't know if you ever heard of Aztec Speech. Nah, bro, but you can send me a link to his music. I'll I'm about to send you his shit, bro. Hey, it's going to be lovely, bro. And I just can't wait to put that shit out there because it's going to be on some fucking real 90s type fucking... Um, you know how, how our people used to put on music videos back in the day? On some militarized fucking brown is beautiful type fucking videos, bro. I see, wait. I start chingon, man, and I'm gonna, oh, yeah. bro, I'm gonna try to push that shit, bro, because uh, I feel that we need more of that, even even more so now, bro, because all I fucking hear in music, bro, is put on mamadas way, and people supporting the shit out of a mamadas, bro, and I'm tired of seeing that shit, man. I'm tired of seeing that shit. You know. Hey, when are you gonna? Yeah, yeah. When are you gonna start using your sales screen, dude? The oh, you know what, bro? That's the thing that. 
I'm just gonna start off with the with with the fucking um. ¿Cómo se llama madre? The the heat press first. I'm gonna start okay. with the heat press first. Yeah, and then yeah, after bro. that, just fucking get a little traction with that, bro. Yeah. Yeah, bro. Because man, I have, I have, I've been writing shit down, fool. Like man, dog, I wanna, I wanna print this fucking shirt out. Shirt out is. Hold on, because... Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. All right, cool. I'm a custodian, fool. You know, I'm a, I'm a custodian by trade, by fucking, you know, I, I'm a fucking custodian. So I took a picture of the fucking mop bucket, right? And um, they were, this is why, bro, I, I'm like, man, these fucking white people are fucking, some of them are cool, some of them are bad, but this white lady, bro, she see me that I was mad because some fucking bum had taken the shit in the fucking elevator. Because I was mad when I fucking clean it. Fuck, fucking, fucking bastard, you fucking bum. I hate homeless people, bro. I mean, I can't, I'm not gonna say I hate homeless people. I just like don't like the shit that they fucking get away with. Right here in LA, I don't know how is it over there where you're from, but here in LA, dog, our governor or mayor, where the fuck he is, he's let these fucking bums get away with so much shit, dog. So um, I took a picture of the mop bucket. And anyway, she told me there's a backstory to this mop bucket shit. A backstory to it. She was telling me, you're an artist. What do you mean by that? Like, just like an artist, you beautify the city. Because you clean after. It's fucking dirty and it's filthy and it's disgusting. But once you're done, it's beautiful. You make this place beautiful. So you're an artist. Crazy shit, huh? It's crazy. Yeah, so I, so I wanted to... Uh, I have to picture about the mob bucket, and yeah, I'm an artist, like you know. Hmm. Yeah, bro. And then I have this That's other dope. shit. This other shit, give you say. I dreamed it, and it's like a camera, and film or something. You know, with the, uh, one of those reels, camera films, whatever the fuck that shit is. Like. Because uh, most of my shit, the most of the shit that I write about, like, that I've been writing about my. What I've been writing about, it all comes to my in my dreams, dog. That's when you know shit's real, bro. That that happens yeah. to me a lot, man. That was happening to me a lot, bro. And uh, it just keeps, you know, if, if like I always say, bro, if there's an idea that you never write it and it keeps on coming up in your mind again and again and again, that that's some some shit that your heart's telling you. Your heart's telling you this is this is it right here for you. Go for it. Go for it. Oh yeah, like, like all the shit that I write, bro. Like I said, all the shit that I write, it's it's came to it's come to my came to my dream in my dreams. So I've seen it in my dreams. So I just fucking write it. As soon as I fucking get up, I write it down before I fucking forget it. Yeah, it's a good uh, habit. Yeah. Fuck yeah, bro. Like, it's fucking crazy, bro. But yeah, my boy, it was a favorite conversation with you. Yes, I was, yo, yo, bro. Like, yeah, today, like, I was actually feeling a little a, a little sick, bro. Like, my daughters, the machiquitas, las dos, they got yeah. sick one after the other, back to back, bro. Oh, like, bro. you know, like, yeah. fevers and todo eso, bro. And then I think whatever they had is coming on to me or something, bro, because I've been feeling kind of, you know what I mean? Como que me, like, I, I feel hot and shit, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. like, I'm getting a fever or some shit, bro. But I was like, nah, bro, this conversation, I, well, you know, it needs to be had, bro, about motivation, you know, because I feel like sometimes we lose that motivation and, this, you know, little things pick up our spirit, you know what I mean? And I feel like if, if this, if this plática can pick up someone's spirit, bro, that's, you know, that's what it's about, you know what I mean? Yeah, 
Hell yeah, bro. Fuck yeah, bro. Um, that's what one of his who I just met him, bro, and he's a fucking badass actor, bro. He's actually have a he's a season season actor for uh I forget the name of that shit, but it's on Netflix or Hulu. He came and spoke to me now. It's really cool as fuck. Peter Peter Mendoza, you can find him on Instagram. He's fucking dope, dog. He told me, yeah, bro, like maybe to that that person, he he might not like it. He's not feeling you, but what you write about, that another person might pick that up, and you're inspiring that person. You're inspiring that person who feels like shit. Inspiring who he feels miserable. That person who can't find a way out. You're inspiring them. Crazy, huh? Yeah, bro. Yeah, since I've been in, I started this theater shit. I'm like, man, we, you, I've gotten to learn a gang of cool, meet a lot of cool people with a lot of fucking knowledge. Like, I bet, man. I bet, cause that's just that, that's just cool to fucking be in it, bro. And that's scared, bro. Like, congrats. I'm in on the whole schooling for you know, on top of going to school for the other. Because I know you were going to school for for something else. Aparte de, 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 de this class that you're taking, verdad? For acting. Yeah. And that that's but, just like rough, bro. And and you know, you having kids and all that. That's just rough, bro. Like, and, and man, like. That that's just that's just enough to give someone else motivation to to you know to follow their fucking passion, bro. That's what it is, following your passion. How many of us still follow our passion, you know, regardless of how hard shit gets? Not, not I don't a lot, think many. Man, I don't think many people do that shit, though, bro. You know, it's just on your mind state, dog. Like I said, who like two two three years ago, I would have been like, fuck this shit, fuck everybody, dog. But you know what? Enough is enough is enough, bro. Sometimes you gotta stop being a fucking victim and go for it. Huh? See, verdad? Yeah, yeah. just go for it. Like, stop worrying about what the next person is doing. Stop worrying about the next person's opinion of you. Because if you fucking really respect that person's opinion or respect that person, then okay, you're gonna let that shit get to you. But if that person's opinion doesn't matter to you, it gets a lot la verga. Chinga tu madre, like. I'm doing what I want to do, dog. I'm fucking happy, bro. I'm, I'm excited. I'm passionate. I'm fucking happy. I fucking love what I like. I, I'm fucking doing. You know? Yeah. I, I, one of your, I, I heard one of your fucking, your, your poems you did, like, that's art. Something like that, right? That's art. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I was, I was trying to paint a picture of someone that came from a fucked up environment and in the point of view of a photographer, bro. Because, you know, the photographers that take pictures of, like, you know, straight-up Gs and shit with their, you know, showing their tattoos or whatever, you know what I mean? Yeah. And and it's, like, this whole venturing from, like, the barrios to, you know, getting caught up by the law and, and at the end, you know, being in your casket. The whole process of that, living your life and ending up in the casket because of that lifestyle, it's all – it can be pictured as art, bro. Depending on how you're looking at it, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, bro. Yeah. Everything we do is an art. Uh, any fucking thing is an art. Being able to fucking carry your baby, being able to fucking be there with your kids, being able to fucking provide, being able to fucking, even no matter how fucking tired you are, but you're still there with your babies. That's a fucking art. Yeah. You know? I am. All right, my I boy. I appreciate that for, for recognizing that shit, bro. Cause like you. a lot of people just kind of like said the vapor. You know what I mean? A lot of people when I when I when I read that 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 poem and shit, they're just like, 
what does that mean though? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, what do you mean? What does that mean, bro? Am I not seeing that I'm listening? Am I not seeing that I'm fucking acknowledge you and all that shit? It's not even that much, but it's just that I'm focused on some other shit. But I I do take the time to listen to your stuff, you know, like, and I always that's why I always tell you, my boy, Spencer, if I don't get back to you as soon as I can. No, I know how shit is, bro. I'm fucking putting this energy into this shit. Not that it, not that your stuff is not any important than mine, bro. But I'm doing that shit right now, and I listen to your shit, to your stuff later, bro. You know, I, when I have the time, when I'm alone, and I have time for myself, you know, because being a father, yeah. my boy, being so a father, you. You, fuck, you know. Well, you know, bro. You you know. I you're feel you, bro. I feel you. You ain't gotta say all that, bro. I feel you. You're on the yeah. mission, bro, and, and I respect that shit, bro. You ain't gotta say all that, man. You know what I mean? Yeah. Pero, yeah, 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 like, cool, dog. I know you're a fucking busy person. You have so many fucking films. You got people you're mentoring. You have your own personal life, you know? Yeah, bro. That's like, that's crazy, my boy. It's like, this shit's fun, fool. Like, what I'm, what I'm doing, dog, like I said, what? It's fucking fun. It's, it's frustrating. It's exaggerated. It's fucking, me quita todo mi fucking energy, dog. But I'm grateful that I, I'm able to have these feelings. You know, and and come back home and be at home because I'm not dead, I'm not in jail, or I'm not homeless. I, I'm grateful for all this fucking for being. I'm grateful for being exhausted. I'm grateful for fucking being completely fucking tired. I'm grateful for fucking barely trying to keep my eyes open. I'm grateful for all that shit because I'm home. I'm fucking frustrated. I'm I'm, I'm tired as fuck, but I'm home. Knowing that I did something to elevate myself, I'm doing something for my son because he's watching me, dog. My son's watching oh, yeah. every single fucking thing that I'm doing. My son's watching every single thing that I'm doing, and I'm and like I guess if I got tired of being that miserable fucking person looking down and blaming my crew for something that I couldn't do for myself, you know what I mean? Like fuck that. That's why, like, I'm grateful for every fucking thing that like the. You know, yeah, what's up, Bando? Bando, on end up on uh, just join right now. What's up, Broken MJ? What's up, what's up? No, man, that's just for everything, bro. And yeah, you I know, am. you're totally right, bro. You know, what I mean, the, our kids are watching, and uh, we got to give that best example, bro. But you yeah, know, a hey, big shout out to end bro. Hey, my boy, end just had a badass fucking concert, uh, what last week or two weeks ago, uh, back in the days. Man, Endo fucking showed us love, oh, okay. you know, like, fucking backstage VIP, fucking my wife got to meet her fucking um, teenage fucking crushes, MC Magic, fucking uh, Ray. Um, oh, no, you were no, out there? Man. Yeah, I was out there. I went to Endo, so I ended up like fucking, Endo right, fucking showed cool. a gang of fucking, bunch of uh, fucking love. Uh, my wife got, like I said, she got right. to meet her fucking, she got to meet her uh, fucking uh, teenage crushes, dog, her uh, Frankie J, MC Magic. Um, Ooh, that's what's up. Uh, those are the two that I can remember for now, bro. 
That week before I got COVID, before I'm like, fuck, fool. I was supposed to go to Hypnotic. But I hit him up, you know, my boy Spencer, I couldn't go for, but we got sick, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's good, bro. I'll probably run into him on Sunday. I'll, I'll say what's up to him. I mean, yeah, on Sunday, I'm going to run into him, hopefully. Yeah, I, I need to fucking make the effort to go out there to uh to check him out on the on one of his albums. Cause he's still on tour, I believe. And but fucking my car, bro. I need to get that shit fixed. Cause I I, I really need to fucking go out there and fucking have some chelas with him, bro. For fucking hooking it up with that fucking verse, bro. For sure. Fuck yeah, fuck yeah, my boy. Hola, homie. Que se despide mucho. No se quiere. I spent some. The conversation is too good, homie. You know what I mean? But yeah, bro. I'm tired. I'm tired as fuck too, bro. Fucking. I'm gonna be home the next four fucking days, uh, for personal reasons. And I'll, I'll speak to you about that uh, one on one when you know, uh, yeah, when, yeah. when you give me that call, G. But yeah, we gotta collaborate on that writing and we'll do oh, that yeah. soon. Uh. All right, my boy, have a good night and good night, everybody. Yeah, everybody yeah. was listening. To everyone that joined in, muchas gracias. And uh, like, like always, you know, next Friday's gonna be another live on some other topic, but uh, yeah, tune in and uh, yeah, that's right. Gracias All to right, everyone, baby. stay inspired. Eh? Bye, Bye, Bye. Bye.